flow coming from the rack store. Bet this back in the Mac in the back flow. Let's go, chillin' with raccoons by the back door. Take calls so you can stake more. All I wanna do is making door right. But I found this crew and doing alright. We wreck will bitch, ready to fight. So many raccoons ready for the boss life. I might fly high like a kite, right? But always ready for a shite for the right prize. Raccoon supply has the right price. Giving you respect if it's likewise. So I'm buying all the mean guys with the clean heart. Read between lies, laser bean through lean eyes. Larry or with clean lies, trash mouth, mean smile, be wise. NFT wise, fuck with these guys. It's the rack rap from the back lab. 100 NFTs in my backpack. Crazy rack rap from the stash app. Rack will take a lead in this haystack. It's the Today is Thursday, the 18th of May, 2023, and this is your favorite breakfast crypto shit show news, degen, hour time fun happy. I'm Finn, the narrator, the announcer, the producer, the executive producer. I'm going to hand it over to Bruce, who's going to introduce Reach Metaverse. Take it away, Bruce. Oh, here's the guest of honor, Rich, as well. Let's get them up. Hey, guys. Hello. Good evening to you. I'm, uh, Hello. I'm, Hello, darling. I'm, I'm looking forward to this show, but I'm just going to be kind of like quiet in the background. Bro, don't, don't make promises you can't keep. And don't make promises we don't want you to keep. Capish? Yeah, man. I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of woke up this morning like an air. Uh, about the first like 10 minutes while I was getting the coffee and that I was like totally oblivious to like anything that transpired last night and then I was like oh wait a minute there's some notifications and then I was like oh shit oh okay uh, right okay <laughs> awkward much Robbo never mind uh, yeah the guest of honor Brucey B-Bands I'll, I'll let you do your thing guys yeah excited awesome thank you welcome up Rich welcome up welcome up man hey thanks for having me such a pleasure, man. We're always down for a little reach around. Isn't that right, P-Bands? <laughs> yeah. So how, how are you today, man? What, what, I don't know what time zone you're in. Uh, I'm in Eastern time zone, so it is 8 a.m. for me. Oh, perfect. It's a good time to start the day. The sun goes up, you go up. It's like meant to be, right? Exactly. Getting ready to start the day, get some, get some coffee in me, get, get those brain juices flowing. Yeah, I'm um, I'm not by my computer right now, but I do have a lot of uh, quite a few questions. Um, I read, I went through the whole site and um, was I did have some questions, so I will um, give me like five minutes. I'm just waiting for my daughter to hop on the bus, and then um, you guys can kind of like chat and stuff. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Don't worry well, I'll about tell you what. I'll tell you what. Let's say hello to your man, Reach, because uh, he did he did reach out, and I'll tell you what, he was absolutely fantastic. One of the one of the easiest guests, I think, dude, that we've ever been able to like uh, book on the show, you know. Uh, yeah, Reach. So you're, uh, are you have you been around crypto like for a while? Have you? Have you been kicking around since like you know pre pre 2018 or what? No, I actually I got into crypto around uh, 2021. I kind of dabbled in it a little bit before kind of kept an eye on it but i got i started getting really into it about two years ago and then i started 
working with Reach? Well, we we started the company about a year and a half ago. Uh, I'm one of the co-founders. There's actually four of us. Um, but it was around a time where I had just left my previous job. It was a little bit more corporate. Didn't like it. Um, actually, actually, absolutely hated it. Um, and a buddy of mine who I'd worked with before was like, I've got some people you should sit down and meet. And then we got together and basically out of that meeting came Reach. So that would have been around the time of like, like peak, like a P2E, Metaverse coins and that, right? Yeah. 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 It was like, we decided right around, right around the peak of like, oh, well, we've, we've got the potential to make some really good tools for what a lot of people seem to be wanting and failing to deliver on. Um, so we should start doing something. And right around the time we started is when everything started crashing. And, uh, we're like, we're like okay cool so there's definitely a need for what we're building although we've got to make sure that we don't fall into the trap of overhyping like we saw so many projects doing uh so it was yeah it was uh interesting timing do you think do you think you've had a bit of an advantage rather than being those projects that were like there, like already kind of established at the hype and then crashed like bigger than anything you guys are just starting out so there wasn't really a crash for you guys kind of thing i mean you haven't released your token yet right so like you guys have just been building during the quietest period of the market right which is going to be good for you right yeah i think so and i think i think when you build during the downturn in the market you're able to position yourself in a really strong way now i will say it is a little challenging partially because everybody's a little a little burned from the failed promises of other projects that they look on what you're doing with a little skepticism which i think is justified um but also obviously there's not as much money moving around so it can make it a little bit difficult but if you're able to just keep building through that i i definitely think it can be an advantage and there before b-bands kicks in because i know she's going to kick in with all the questioning are you just just a general kind of question you know to get it a bit of the mindset uh, are you guys like on chain maxis uh or are you just kind of like quite happy with that like web web two like trade-offs that's going on with gaming right now so we actually have tools that work for web two use and web three use we kind of see ourselves in that middle ground of onboarding almost i've, I've heard some projects talk about it in the terms of web 2.5 and we actually have some web two clients that are using our platform for things like physical therapy or building modules for physical therapy that's actually being used in hospitals right now um and then we also have uh the the full web three connectivity for cardano and ethereum uses so i wouldn't put us in the full on-chain maxi side of things but we do have tools that those people can use Dude, we'll get back to the hospital conversation uh, later in the in the convokes. I know, like I say, these two are going to go through loads, but I'm I'm really intrigued by that simply because I've had to actually like sell to uh, institutional uh, places like hospitals and stuff and governments, right? And it's like the procurement process and just like getting approval is one of the most longest drawn out things. Like to get in a hospital, any kind of product or anything like that can like take you like eighteen months, you know. But, uh, but we'll. But the payout is huge when you get those institutional deals, right? Oh, yeah. Like, the, those are the deals you want because it just lasts forever. Sorry, Robert, I didn't want to cut you off. 
just wanted to add that. That's a convo for later, mate. Uh, Bebans is coming in with the hard stuff, but uh, she'll she'll tell us when she's ready, right? Yeah, I just have one one question, Rich, and I know it's it's going to sound extremely critical and very very hard, right? And it's not it's not reflecting my perspective on your project. It's it's more of a reflection of what's going on in our ecosystem right now. So, is there going to be a huge founder co-founder allocation to the team? So for our distribution, we have a 10% distribution to the team. Uh, when we look at the overall distribution of our token, um, a majority of the token goes to the community. And then the next largest amount is reserved for business use cases. Um, and then there's the smaller portion that is for team and uh investors so we tried to make sure that the community focus in our overall tokenomics was the largest percentage oh it's nice isn't it nice to be able to say that with honesty and transparency 10 percent's not much bruce i mean no I it, it isn't yeah i went devs took eight percent uh and we were all like wow with that i mean 10 percent is a really really fucking good like team allocation mind it is it really is Thanks, guys. I, I appreciate that. We spent like probably about six to eight months working at our tokenomics. We have a tokenomics advisor uh, from uh, he's his name's Stephen Ward, and he's the CEO of Vi Finance, which actually just launched their own decks like three days ago. Um, but he's he's brilliant uh, when it comes to tokens and tokenomics. So it's been an absolute pleasure uh, working with him and building out our, our, our models. What, sorry, sorry, that sounds amazing, bro. But can you, I'm, I'm very business-minded right now. Can you hook me up with that guy? Can you get me in contact with him? Because I want to get him on a show with another tokenomic, tokenomics genius and just see what happens. Absolutely. I'm sure he'd love to. I'll, uh, I'll shoot... Yeah, I'll just set up something on on DMs. Awesome. Reach, Thanks, I know, I know where he's going with this reach because he's a he's he's a big fanboy of uh, Eric, who has been designing the tokenomics for like Astrovault, uh, Archway, that a, a new Cosmosm chain launching. And uh, Eric was on the show last night, like talking about what's been happening with the founder dumps. That we've we've just been through a lot of drama, uh, Reach. Just to give you some context, last night we had like th- uh, two, three hour spaces. And like one of the founders was on, like crying and oh man, all hell broke loose last night. But I think Bruce is talking about Eric. Is that right, Bruce? Eric the Neck, you'd like to get those two on? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So Eric the Neck, he he's I don't know, this is my words, this is not his words. He's a little lonely in this space, in this ecosystem, with his perspective on tokenomics. And he has a very good perspective on tokenomics. He really, really knows knows his field of expertise, right? So I would just like to see how he plays ball with another guy that sounds like a proper genius. Yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting. I'd I'd love to help set that up. Which uh which Twitter should I should I set up a group DM with? Um you can just set it up with uh, Bruce Man Rack. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, bro. So yeah, just back to the question, man. Uh, it sounds awesome with the 10%. Uh, sound like you really thought about it, how to get a, a good, fast start. Um, is it vested, the team's allocation? Yes, we have a three-year vesting period. Wow, okay, that's three years. Like linear, yeah? That's pretty cool. 
Yep, yep, Linder. There's a there's a six month cliff on it. Um, there's a I, I think we have a one percent unlock off of TGE, and then a six month cliff, and then thirty six month total vesting. Excuse me, oh, did I'm... you just say TGE? Yes. That's that metaverse world, right? Oh no no no! Uh, token generation. Token oh, generation. Sorry. Event. My bad, if you're good. Man. I was like, wait, are you talking about <laughs> yeah. the metaverse? I got confused. The T. Okay. I think the TGE. I think the TGE is about the 23rd. Is that right? Yes, yes. Our TGE is 23rd. We uh we actually did a multi-token ISPO with uh, Genius X and a couple other projects. So our TGE is not going to be our initial coin offering. It's when we're generating it and starting to release it out for distribution for those. Uh, community members that were involved in that um, but the initial coin offering will be in the first about uh, or the first week of June so I know we started off with uh, tokenomics and I was actually going to ask those questions some questions at the end um, but since we're already on that subject I kind of wanted to wait for the end of because I wanted to understand what your like you know metaverse as a service and uh, you know what you know what what that means with like so like it's mentioned that reach empowers creators to make private listings um or and organizations to house to house their worlds and even enables white label development of applications powered by reach can you explain the concept of metaverse as a service and how reach um f- facilitates its realization oh here we go yeah absolutely i love it uh so i'll give a little bit of an overview of what we have live right now and kind of how we got to that point and that'll feed into answering that question so we have a platform that allows people to build host and create metaverses or simply 3d virtual worlds which are able to apply web3 and blockchain connectivity and functionality to uh, we we really looked at where metaverses were going and what tools we could provide and what we saw was there's lots of ways to apply value with an immersive version of the internet and the fidelity of creations that we could empower people to use so we said if this is going to be really valuable people are going to need a tool for that therefore we should build a good working tool for that uh, much like the when when you look at Web two, you'll have Wix or Squarespace or other web developing tools to make it so you don't have to have this super in depth and multidisciplinary team to build what you want. Whereas normally for creating a metaverse, that process looks like one you've got to figure out what platform you're building on or ecosystem you're building in or if you're building your own platform two you've got to build the 3d virtual world three you've got to build an interaction layer so people can actually interact with that virtual world and players in it and other systems like chat and um what platforms people can access it from and then lastly an interoperability layer to apply connections to things outside of that so your web three connectivity your blockchain connectivity um, even some web two pieces like being able to view browser windows and in access uh, account systems so what reach does is we try to take out as much of those last two 
pieces as we can so that you no longer need a team of four, five, six people to build a metaverse, but you're able to have one person who can build in a 3D environment. Or if you don't have 3D development experience, we have an easy builder tool that you're able to use to build these 3D virtual worlds um, and, and host those on our platform and hopefully make that process a lot simpler and more streamlined uh, for the the users. Thank you. Um, so it was they were I was reading through everything and it said something about f that has reached platform to build physical therapy modules, right, for rehabilitation centers. So can you explain how reaches tools and hosting enhance the effectiveness and enjoyment of this module? And how do you ensure privacy and security for sensitive medical treatment sessions? Yeah, that's a great question. Really important. We actually have a sister company that functions as a client for Reach. Uh, one of the things that Reach is able to do is you can actually hook up um, servers on the back end. So we can actually have separate servers running for the medical clients that are hosting everything and because of the way our account systems are set up, projects and clients can end up setting up their own account systems to be able to either one for a medical company, which might need to track more data, they can do that. Um, whereas a Web3 client doesn't want to do that. So they can basically leave it so that data is not tracked for the user. Um, which allows for people to really kind of plug into things as they want uh, to build something that really fits their need and niche. So for us as a company reach cloud, we are not building the medical elements um, internally. We are basically providing those services to our sister company, uh, Vera Medical, which is the company that is basically run by our CEO and CTO. And then there's a team of basically the salespeople and people working in the hospital that are working with them. But that is its own entity, which we're able to empower to do this and be able to basically make it so that it has its own servers and documentation, which can keep that uh, information private. Okay. So like you're, you're, there's like really no concern right now for like HIPAA violations or anything like that is what you're, is what you're saying. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it's, it's okay. all the tool that, that can be used. And then the HIPAA elements are actually the responsibility of the practitioners using it um, in their account system rather than our basically. Yeah. We, we don't, we don't have to go through all the stuff. And believe me, that's, uh, that can get real complicated. Oh, yeah. No, I was just kind of curious because of a whole physical therapy thing. And um, I just was curious about that. Um, we kind of went through some tokenomic stuff, but um, there's the Reach Eden con uh, continent where users can like own land and customize it with an in-app builder. How does the, this public structure differ from individual metaspaces? And how does the NFT ownership play a role in governing subsets of the metaverse? That is 
probably the best question I've gotten on a Twitter space. Um, there's sometimes some confusion about the structure of how our platform works. So on Reach, we have basically think a baseline of our also what I'll say is our app's homepage where you can see these different worlds on it. So we have built the Eden continent as a project within Reach Cloud. Um, similar to how other clients can build their own worlds on Reach, we've built the Eden continent. It is a 40,000 acre plot of land there are it's subdivided into individual acres those acres are what people can own only twenty five thousand of those are available for people to purchase um, and then once you own that plot of land and it's in your wallet that's linked to your reach account you can access the inward builder on that which is the same building tool as building your custom uh, meta spaces so in that world if you own the NFT, you can build on that land. And if you own multiple NFTs next to each other, you can build on all of them. Normally, you can't have any parts of things that you build or upload being over your the edge of your, your property, obviously. So um, when you have those land plots, one of the things you can place down is there there's the ability to do portals. And those portals can link you to other worlds that you have created we're working with some projects to see if we can get some level of interoperability and get those portals linking to other metaverses uh, that'd be really cool uh, that's a potential development so i'll save that for for when that's actually functional and live but right now the difference is though that land is you kind of taking a piece of an existing ecosystem what we offer with the ability to do what we have on our MyVerse builder to build your own metaverse, essentially, or your own meta space, is you open it up and you create it, and it's a flat, completely unadorned um, ecosystem. And you're able to upload your own GLB assets, and you're able to place them around with a simple building tool. Um, a lot of the things that we have in there are basically kind of what you can do in Unity, but we've simplified it down so it's easier for the user to do. And we want to take more building tools that normally require a higher 3D development skill and put those into the builder in a manner in which users can use a little bit easier. But you're able to build out a world that's its own unique identity. Um, and it's its own isolated space. So you can share that around with a link. It could just be you and your friends. You can make it a private world. You can make it public so anybody can hop in and see your creations. So potentially, if you're a content creator and you wanted to have like a hangout space for your community, you could do that. Um, but that that's kind of the structure is it, that's its own one instance of a space. Uh, but the eating continent is its is more of an overarching land that there's lots of different ways into and could be lots of people on. Oh, thanks. That's, uh, that's amazing. I'm super excited. Um, I just, I don't want to redo any of the token questions, but I, I kind of, so with the tokens involvement in the ecosystem, 
Like how how is this token providing utility and making it easier for users and companies to create and access the metaverse? And can you also explain the um, specific benefits and functionalities that the token offers within the Reach platform? I know you kind of were like jumping around, like uh, Bruce was asking you some questions about, you know, tokenomics, but, you know, vesting schedules and stuff. I was just kind of curious about how um, that, you know, I was just curious that question, sorry. Yeah, you're all, you're all good. So for us, we see our token as the best way that we can provide access to our services while simultaneously incentivizing those services. So we, people who are using the platform or companies who have a desire to use the platform can use our token in exchange for our services for hosting, more spaces, for example, um, and we do provide a discount for if you use the token for services rather than using uh, fiat. Um, and, and that's a way that we kind of see that we can actually provide an on-ramp for some Web2 projects that are going to use this where they might not be super interested in some of the Web3 connectivity necessarily if they're building a conference or they're building an employee training simulation but they would be interested in making a financially responsible decision because they can do it at a more economic rate for them then they they might use that as as a chance to go okay well yeah we'll we'll get this token and use this to exchange so we we see that as one one of the main utilities and then within that or beyond that, within the platform, we are developing a marketplace for people to create assets and sell those and share those. And our token will be able to be used to redeem that. We also are going to have different incentive mechanisms for users um, being able to promote their spaces and use their tokens for that purpose, as well as being able to provide discounts um, for their assets. And um, and then other, other utilities that are more traditional utilities in the forms of liquidity and uh, farming and or liquidity farming and different elements like that with uh, actually Wi-Fi, which I was, I was speaking about briefly earlier. Um, there's actually one part of your earlier question that I just realized I didn't answer. You were talking about um, the ecosystem and how nft holders can can kind of affect or direct the ecosystem and actually any of our token or nft holders will be able to um, receive our token for their nfts basically in a, in a distribution if they if they vest their their nfts and as a way that we want to give back to our community who's holding our nfts and, and provide them with token and airdrop it to them essentially over a period of time uh, but when you then have our token you're able to kind of vote in a DAO structure of what types of assets you wish to encourage for creators to provide to the marketplace um, it's a program we're calling quality creations to where um, we haven't set the time frame on it um, we've still got to kind of play around with that and that might be that's something we're going to see what the community kind of wants to do, but where in a DAO structure, you can vote to say, hey, we want this theme to be incentivized and provide either a reward to creators who build those kind of assets or a discount to those who wish to buy those assets. 
um, using community tokens um, that we've we've set aside for DAO governance and, and elements like that. So that's one way where we can kind of direct where the ecosystem's going within the so metaverse. I have a question. So the NFT isn't like having the NFT doesn't give you access to the DAO. You have to have the governance token, which is the reach token. It's the same token. Is that what you're saying? Or is that is that going to be a different token? Yes, it, it will be the reach token for that. Okay, so um, what what challenges or do you think or opportunities do you see like with the inter- integration of tokens and the blockchain, um, like in metaverse development? Because I'm, um, you know, I'm not a hundred percent down for you know coins, you know. Creating coins and stuff like that. Um, will the reach token be like you can only get the reach token in the reach metaverse, right? So you won't be able to buy it somewhere else. It's not going to be introduced to the. Is it going to be introduced into the market and have like a value? So we are. Or is it in DAP only? So. It will be introduced into the market. We actually already did um, a the the multi tokenized PO I mentioned earlier uh, oh, okay, was okay, the sorry. first first mechanism for getting it out to community, uh, and we have plans on doing an initial Dex offering, um, partially with timing and and hearing back from Dexes. That's either going to be mid to late June or end of q at some point during q3 um at the latest that we're planning on doing the initial dex offering for that but the the main goal of it is utility within the actual application so um okay robo i'm gonna let you ask a question real quick and i let the matic grace she was having some issue coming up um but she is also building uh the the matic grace is also building a metaverse and um I just saw, I know she has, she'll, I'm sure she has a great question, but um, she's been in and out. Um, so before uh, I let Robo up, why a token and not, um, and not like a, like a block, a token that already exists, like Matic or, you know, Ethereum or why introduce a token into the DAP? So for us creating a token, we saw that as an as a way that we can one provide a little bit more value back to the community if we do our own token. One of the things that we plan on doing is providing uh, liquidity to our token and doing that in a way where fifteen percent of the revenue that we get from metaverse or web three when I say metaverse, the, either the reach metaverse, so Eden Continent, elements like that, or projects that are connected to the Web3 elements, we will give 15% of that, or not give, but we'll use 15% of that revenue to provide liquidity to the token um, as a way that we can basically provide back some of the value that the community and our clients provide to us. So we saw the token as is being the best way for us to do that. Now, that doesn't mean that projects who want to use um, other tokens within their worlds can't do that. They absolutely can. You can actually already do token gating or access or functionalities tied to tokens, whether that's um, NFTs or uh, 
uh, other chains tokens. And when I say other chains, I mean only Cardano or Ethereum. Um, but you can use that. So if your token is on either of those, then you could actually use a, your own project token in your own ecosystem. Um, that was actually one other element of the token that you could do is you can build an in-world, um, you can use our token for an in-world economic system if you wanted to, so that a project, just like we provide the way where you no longer need a super complex team to build a metaverse. You also don't have to go and create your own tokenomics and token to have an in-world economic system. Thank you. Um, Robo, you had your hand up? Uh, yeah, I mean, the point might be a little bit uh, mute, uh, mute, sorry, not mute, mute after that answer. Did you guys, uh, Rich, ever consider like a dual token system? And that was the question, but listening to your previous answer, I'm like, ah, well, that's why they probably didn't. Did you know, like the the governance versus like the kind of in-world kind of token? When you were doing your tokenomics, did you take that into consideration? Did you look at it? There was was a time where we we kind of looked at some projects that were doing that. Um, I'm going to be honest, I I think that almost overcomplicated it. Uh, when we were looking at that, so we f- we figured just doing it this way would be easier for the community and and uh, to an extent easier for us to implement and use. Yeah, I think that I think that model, I think that two token model, the the governance token versus like the in game or in dap or in world token, whatever. I think that model is actually dead after the after things we saw with like uh, Axis and and a few other things. Right, it looks like that model isn't like long term sustainable anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. That's it for me, Bans. Bruce, did you have any questions um, before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have uh, I have a long list of questions, but they they're not. So next time, Bans, when you're gonna ask Super Giga Brains questions, where the guest of honor goes, like, oh, that's the best question I've ever been asking my whole life. Like when you do that twenty minutes into the space like what am i supposed to do (laughs) am i just am i just supposed to hand out fucking mcdonald's fries and cheeseburgers or what it's your fault for not hopping onto a meeting with me i mean you know these questions were existent like hours and hours before (laughs) but hey they could exist maybe 50 minutes more or something right just coming can we, can we let the audience, wait a minute, can we let the audience know that Bruce is in the group chat saying, I think I'm reconsidering my career options right now. <laughs> yeah, so have you eaten any food today, Rich? Are you hungry? I have like cheese, cheesy, cheap cheeseburgers. Hey, I, you know, I'd go for a cheeseburger. No, I just, I woke up. I, I Actually, I didn't even get coffee. I was, I didn't. It's weird. I actually woke up and I felt refreshed for like the first time in freaking weeks. Maybe I'm just, I'm just so excited to get on your guys' space. That's awesome, man. Yeah, happy to have you here. Anyways, I have, I have about 10 questions and uh, you can, you can let me know if they're relevant or not. Sure. Right. Awesome, bro. So like if you could describe or uh, in maybe, maybe simple terms, like, Tell us what sets Reach Metaverse apart from other blockchain projects in the terms of like your technology and your capabilities. 
Yeah. One of our key things that we've we've believed in and kind of talked about from the beginning is we believe that accessibility breeds functionality, which can unlock people's creativity. So for something to really be able to be used, it needs to be accessible. So that's why what we've built, we try to make sure that everything has the opportunity to be accessed on a mobile device, on somebody's PC with the downloaded application, or in browser and potentially VR and AR. Um, because the current internet is able to be accessed on almost all of those. So if we're using a, a metaverse to apply a lot of functionality, uh, then we think it needs to be very accessible. So that plays into why we're also being as much multi-chain as possible. Um, granted, that does take some development. Uh, and we currently only support Cardano and Ethereum. But after our token launch uh, and everything that goes along with that, is that, as I'm sure you guys understand, that takes a lot of developmental time. Uh, we're looking at adding a few more chains. Uh, so I think the interoperability element and ease of access for multiple communities is one element. Um, Second element, I'd say, is our, our Web2 functionality and the fact that we have a fidelity of experience that can be used in the medical field. Um, it kind of stands or lets our, our fidelity and ability to create stand for itself, as well as, um, I, I'd say, lastly, the modularity of what you can do. So actually being able to build in unity and if you have experience with that the things you can build and reach using our our sdk and our toolkit is really really cool um but also if you don't have that experience you can do that in the, the easy builder um so i think those those three elements are our biggest differentiators awesome man bro you came as prepared as b-bands dude that's impressive Thank you. I mean, I got. I, I should know about my project, right? <laughs> right, exactly. But bro, you like you would imagine that would be like something that's just implied, right? But I can tell you, it's not. <laughs> well, thank so it's you. Much... I, I appreciate the compliment. Absolutely, man. You should take it. This is the best cheeseburger you're gonna get today. Bro, can, can we find out exactly, like, what your role is within the team, if that's all right, Bruce, at this point? Just, like, are, are you BD? Are you back-end, front-end? I think, I think 40, 40 minutes in is a good time to get that. <laughs> yeah, let me, let me tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, so, yeah, my, my actual name is CJ. Um, in Discord and a lot of other stuff, I go by TAS. Um, and I started off actually in operations management and finance was what I studied and then did a little bit of work in. But I've kind of, I've never really found a, a single job that I just loved as much as I do this. So I bounced around between some like real estate investment stuff, some like a little bit of accounting and then some IT and um, then moved over into some actual operations. And that was the the corporate job that I didn't really like. But I have always loved tech and always loved problem solving. Uh, so it took me down a, like a little bit of a coding route at one point and almost into engineering. But I am 
much more of a business focused person. So those are always elements that I, I kind of kept in my back pocket to help me in business. And my my title is director of business development and marketing. So I generally work on just growth of the company, be it brand growth or cl- adding clients or doing stuff like this and talking about what we have. Um, our It's really cool. I think our co-founders, the, there's four of us that I kind of mentioned earlier, but our roles all kind of segmented and we each kind of have our own area that we're, we're good in. And our, our CEO, Paisal, he does the actual 3D development, the building of worlds and the building of modules. And he's really, really good at that. Also just general direction. He's started uh, his own engineering firm. He was a lead engineer at a couple of global firms uh, for just building some technical engineering stuff that's beyond my capabilities, but I recognize that they're really cool. Uh, so he's he's done that in the past. And then our CTO, Solomon, actually worked on a few really popular mods for GTA 5, actually. And we actually had people come into our Discord when we were first starting up, like, hold up, are you... Are you Solomon? Are you are you the guy that, that used to make this mod that I really liked? Uh, so we'd still have people tracking him down from those days. Uh, but he's the one who's built the core actual application. Uh, and, and he's the one, he's, he's a wizard. Sometimes we'll, we were talking about different features we want. He'd be like, no, that's, that's really hard. That's, that's really tough. I don't know if I'll be able to get to that. And like two days later, he's like, yeah, so it's implemented. And I also figured we could do this too. Um, so he's been fantastic on that. Uh, so he focuses on the actual building of the core app and adding features and maintaining everything. And then Shaori is our chief crypto officer. He, he's been in blockchain for like seven eight years he was with like did some work in the test nets of ethereum and in cardano he's the reason why we went the direction we did of of cardano for our token and for our nfts and he he's kind of a jack of all trades honestly he's he's got he's dabbled in ai he's dabbled in actual building on the application also doing all of our web3 connectivity elements and and just generally knowing about um tokenomics and being uh, really really smart in those areas and and being able to i think this guy literally can code in 17 different languages which i might take advantage of sometimes and he'll be building stuff I'm like yeah well you could just switch and do it in this and this he's he's brilliant when it comes to those things uh so my role is then in the business development like i said uh so that's kind of how our our core team segments out what all what all we're doing does your man does your man uh program rust as well does he is he into rust and uh cosmosm or, or what i don't think so but it honestly wouldn't surprise me <laughs> Cause, cause you've just kind of rugged me. I mean, I, I didn't have many. These two were taking the lead tonight. I only had a couple of questions. One of them was the split token thing. I mean, I, I did have the elephant in the room question because that's normally my job. I'm the pleb, and it was like, why Cardano? So, like, when I look at you guys, I mean, Ethereum, of course, blah blah. Like, but that's the sole reason uh, for choosing Cardano was what you explained there, yeah, about your man. So, so the the. I can go a little bit more in depth into, into why Cardano is a question I get pretty often. One, when we were first starting, the one of the elements we were looking at is the gas fees and how 
expensive it would be um, on other chains. And we were, we liked Cardano for that. But as we were talking, Shauri was explaining to us more some of the structure and way in which Cardano is built and their kind of goal of longevity. Not that other projects are not focused on longevity, but their focus on putting out things that have been peer-reviewed, researched, and more of a, a slow but steady moving in their development, which I think mirrored a focus that we were looking to have. Just similar to how I kind of said at the beginning, we've been burned a little bit by projects that promised a lot and then failed to deliver that we wanted to make sure when we put something out, if we needed to delay to get it out, it's better to delay and then and not have overhyped, but to say, this is what we have, this is what we're doing. And it, that was a sentiment that we feel like was represented in Cardano. Um, which is why we kind of went that direction on top of the, the the gas fees and other elements like that. And also just the ease of building on it for, for him as well. Bro, did you just throw me under the bus there, did you? I mean, we're, we're not even an hour in, 45 minutes, and you went, oh, B-Bands, that's like the greatest question I've ever been asked on a Twitter space. And then I ask and you go, oh, I, everybody fucking asks me about that on every space, like your little pleb, and I'm like, oh, shit. No, no, no. It means it means I'm joking, bro. I'm joking. It's important. Bro, I'm only joking, man. You come on Rack FM for a reason. We've got you know, it's, it's nice to have a bit of bit of banter, man. Absolutely. Yeah, I was trying to oh, sorry. I was trying to get all the questions and everything out in the first hour because we usually chill for like two hours in the morning. So if you wanted to hang out with us longer and just shoot the shit. That would have been awesome. But if we I just wanted to see, you know, get a get as much out of you as I could, you know. Um, but listen, we have Earl Gray. She is um, she's up here right now. I've gave her the speaker role. Um, I know she was having trouble coming in and out. I don't know if she has a question or she just needed the speaker role so she could hear. Hey, girl, how are you? Hey, B-Bands, what's up? Uh, yeah, I've, I've had trouble uh, hearing and speaking on spaces, but I just had to come up and say really interesting conversation. You know, we're all about the metaverse, so I love to soak up any information I can about new projects and projects I don't know about. So uh, thank you for hosting this. You guys are always so entertaining. I like to just listen to you while I'm having my coffee and get my kids to school because um, the two of you together are very, you, you got good chemistry. It's a good, it's not so much a chill space as it is like just chilling. And um, it's a lot more real uh, than a lot of spaces. So I quite enjoy it. Thank you for those words, Orgre. Real kind, we really appreciate it. And that's what we want that we want to do, man. That's what we're trying to do to make spaces we want to listen to ourselves. So yeah. Can we can um, we quickly find out I, about oh sorry, Dave? Sorry. Okay, I just real quick, um, I just want to let you know, um, Reach, Earl Gray is a part of the Matic Grays. Her husband, her daughter, her daughter's a developer, she's the um CEO, I think. And so there are built they're building this metaverse and it's it's awesome. They're building it with their family and they're taking their time and um, they're coming through on all of their promises. Every time they get to a different milestone on their mint, they um, donate to the Ronald McDonald House. 
on Ethereum. They send it over. And it's just so awesome to see uh, this project continue to build and grow. So I just wanted to like introduce who Earl Grey was and the Matic Grays is that is uh, is their projects. Just want to give her a little shout out. Um, but go ahead, Robo. Or I'm sorry. Uh, you were... <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, thanks for coming up. Uh, also, Earl, if you're interested in potentially building on Reach, I'd, I'd love to chat with you and, and kind of show you some of the, the tools we have, see if it could be uh, any helps to you guys' project. And also, I love the, the family focus. Our Actually, one of the reasons why our name's actually called Reach is because our CEO had two little kids that hadn't met their grandparents yet because of uh, COVID. So he actually took and scanned part of his house, uploaded it and hosted it on Reach and then had his parents uh, join in and then streamed some some pictures of his kids in there. Um, so, so family is, is very important to us as well. That is so cool. Yeah, that is, that's really cool. Yeah, we've been doing this for about a year and a half. Um, we've been affiliated with um, a few metaverses. Um, we're affiliated with Worlds Beyond, which um, is going to have a really big uh, tournament coming up where you can win prizes and games. And we're doing a lot of things with them. We're also building in spatial. Um, so yeah, I, anything with Family is extremely exciting with us. The crypto and Web3, it, it kind of runs the gamut. And I mean, our daughter is, you know, she's a fine arts student. She's a brilliant developer. She's also her last year in college. Um, and we all just kind of um, wanted to bring all of our talents together and build something that was for us and our family and kind of our way to decentralize our life. And the metaverse is just such a great way to bring people together, especially families. So yeah, I'll totally reach out. Sounds great. Robo? I'm just admiring the space and the, the audience that is in here, all very well-educated people. I mean, shout out Brian, uh, IBC Mafia, Home Club, uh, Jacob's in here, Chris, Brasco, Smiley, Terra Spaces, The Grays. I mean, this is such a, a educated room, but also, man, like, you know, we've been talking about the circuit and like generic spaces and like do something different. This is where it's at, right? This is like such a, I can't even believe we're like nearly an hour in and it's just flown like a beautiful river. I mean, the, the thing that I wanted to ask about was the hospitals. Like I say, I haven't dealt with them before in their procurement departments and haven't been through the entire like 18 month process to be able to like get something in the hospital. Did you guys like, did you face any kind of, you know, especially with it being like Web3 and this like new tech, did you get any like resistance? Like, because normally you get resistance with normal bloody products. So trying to put this in a hospital, how did you guys achieve that? Did you have some like an inside contact? So a little, little bit of both. Uh, we won our CEO new um, a guy and had been talking with him about diff just different things. And I think it was an, a friend of his, he was talking about some challenges. Um, the rehabilitation center that uh, our client Vera Medical is in is generally one that, that tries to kind of push um, into new tech and, and find new ways of, of using tools to provide physical therapy better. So they already are kind of an innovatively minded group, which makes it makes it a lot easier. And and the other way we we kind of did it was 
we like to take a focus of one. Um, well, I'll, I'll jump. I'll jump to that in a second. Let me let me go back to the thing you said with getting negative feedback because of Web three elements. That's actually where Vera Medical comes in as its own company because for them they are using our tools and whether they're using the web3 elements or not they're using the tools to build the physical therapy modules on the reach cloud engine um, so for them they're not a web3 company um, they're strictly web2 and they also have uh kind of as we touched on earlier a little bit more hipaa adjacent uh, restrictions on them where they're being a lot more careful with they're not careful but a lot more intentional about their um, data elements and their patient data um, and and how that interfaces with the hospital's um, patient systems so for them they there wasn't really much pushback on the like oh what is this tech the tech that they're using it was more of a does this work so from a does this work standpoint we provided services to them in, in different elements and, and just worked with them in a very i think friendly manner when it comes to to business of just what do you need what features are you experiencing that need different use cases what feedback are you getting and just being very relational in that aspect of showing them how this technology can be used for them because they they had a, a general understanding that using virtual reality for physical therapy can be extremely valuable because it one distracts the user a little bit because you're immersed in in a world that isn't the one that you're used to so in that element you're able to do physical therapy for longer and therefore have it be a little bit more effective and then also the motion tracking that you're able to use uh with the the system that they have is able to kind of tell like while somebody's doing a physical therapy module so say they're they're doing something kind of like beat saber you can go oh this user doesn't have as much mobility in their left shoulder and the doctor because this is one of the feedbacks they had they're like oh well we'd like to be able to if we know that can we target it immediately or do we need to start a new session uh the doctor's actually able to in while the patient's still doing it change some of the mechanisms on the game that the person's playing and target different regions so they could make it so oh let's make sure these fire a little bit higher up so they actually have to lift their arm more so then the patient ends up doing that without even realizing that Whereas in a traditional sense, it's like, okay, yeah, well, your arm's not moving high. Like, just pick your arm up higher or we're going to do more of these repetitions. So that element of being able to have that relationship and almost instant feedback uh, is what really helps that process. And there was a decent period of time where we were working with them uh, in, in the development of features for that. That was just a, a longer process that we've done with any other other co companies hey robo uh, yeah I've, I've kind of got kind of two questions uh one is i do want to ask about your competition like if you have any and, and how do you rate them but uh when i'm listening to you explaining about this i mean I, are you guys doing anything with like veterans or anything like that because to me this would seem like the ultimate use case for, for you know especially considering that like the people that you're talking about in these like therapies, they might not have like, you know, got the PTSD, et cetera, that some of these veterans and stuff have got. Uh, is that an avenue you've looked at? 
We actually do have one client that is kind of exploring something along that route. So one of our other clients is uh, their name is Digidrub. They do digital marketing, and they they've actually been able to use our tools to provide Metaverse as a service where they've been building these virtual environments for clients. Um, they're not only doing it for themselves. So they have somebody they've built for for uh, therapy and different mental illnesses. So being able to have some immersive worlds that are calming and relaxing or doing like a guided um, mindfulness walk through developments like that. There's actually talk of doing uh, almost exposure therapy for PTSD. So having a grocery store that somebody could walk through. And if they're normally freaked out by large crowds and a ton of people can overwhelm them, you have an ability to almost ratchet that up and go, okay, well, now it's an empty grocery store. Well, now there's, there's one or two people around the store. Okay, well, let's, let's make it more full and more full and more full and turn up the ambient noise a little bit. Um, so there's conversations on them developing something like that for clients. So we've, we've kind of explored it, but we don't have anything live of that element right now. Uh, Rich, I don't, know if, I don't know if it was just me, but yeah, something happened to your sound. I mean, we, we caught it. Don't get me wrong, I caught every word, but it, your sound became very robotic. I don't know if maybe your, your earbuds died or something, the battery went, or but there was definitely a change, Bruce, yeah? Yeah, absolutely. It sounded like your device changed microphone. Is it, is it still doing it, or is it any better? I think when you walk away, like, I guess wherever you're talking to it, it's like you're, when you move away from it, it sounds like that. But as you get closer, it, it sounded normal. Okay. Uh, well, I hope that it doesn't happen. I'll try to stay as close to the mic as possible. No, see, that's, I, I don't know what it is now. I have to take it back. I'm not sure, but we can still hear you. I mean, <laughs> I can still hear you. No problem. Um, which I, I I just have something to it, uh, like the thing you talked about with the mindfulness walks, bro. That is very interesting and exciting. I worked with, I did that, I did exactly that with the wireless headsets, and I had a microphone and a transmitter, and then I took kids out in the woods, also grown ups, and then just guided them through a mindfulness walk through the woods. Also with the, some of them were blindfolded, and yeah, we did all kind of stuff, but. I think that it's hilarious how you said you took kids out into the woods and then you're like, and grown-ups. <laughs> yeah, I had to add it. I had to add it. <laughs> and we blindfolded and we did all kinds of shit. <laughs> I took kids into the woods and I'm like, Bruce, Bruce, please pull this back, please, please, and send yourself down the fucking river like this. Come on. Yeah, yeah. I can, I can try to make it better, but in reality, it's going to make it worse. Uh, I was paid by the government to do it. That makes sense. The government didn't like fucking kids either, did they? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Reach, what about your competition, dude? Uh, what's happening uh, at the minute? The night is worried or is in the clear, no, no market competitors? No? Uh, you mentioned I'm other not, people. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not too worried. Uh, I do recognize that there is some competition out there. Um, I think Earl could probably speak to this uh, with Spatial. Spatial's been doing some really good stuff. Um, and they've been then putting out some some really cool developments. Uh, I will say they recently put out their SDK. We've had our SDK out for basically since we started. Um, 
it, it, they went from a browser focus and then expanded to SDK and multi-platform, whereas we kind of started from the SDK and tools for more complex building and then simplified those and started providing the simpler building tools. Um, I think our focus on the modularity and the access while still being able to retain a high fidelity experience sets us apart. Um, and, and also our ease and part of that modularity comes into our actual ease of development. Um, not that developing is easy. Um, don't get me wrong, but I, I feel pretty strongly that we'll be able to iterate and add features uh, like other chains relatively easily. Um, and and I, I think there are other projects for different reasons. Not every metaverse needs to be everything to all people. Um, that's where I think some some people aren't going to want to build their own metaverse or their own, for example, not everybody builds their own web page, um, but they find communities within existing um, ways of interacting with the internet. So I think there's some elements of that that will be that will definitely have a role to play as well. Um, but I, I think for what we kind of offer and the, the projects and companies that we want to provide services for, that we're definitely going to be the best option for that. Wow. wow. You got okay. a question? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was wondering if, um, uh, if you're thinking about working with other metaverse, like with the Matic Rays, we're really into interoperability. And um, we're going to have in-game items and, um, you know, NFTs that are playable in almost every metaverse that we're affiliated with. Um, and you're you're very right, uh, again, about spatial. Um, it's very cool that you're ahead of spatial on the SDKs. Um, we're also partners with Altura. I don't know if you know them, but you should look them up. Their, their technology with SDK, SDKs is just crazy but uh spatial um just like even in the last month the technology that they've released for just builders in the general public is amazing uh, my husband has jumped on that and we're about to release our uh, spatial experience and there's stuff like backpack items and quests and like uh, it's just come a really long way uh so yeah i'm glad you're um you're into that too. But yeah, the interoperability is really big for the Matic Grays because we want, of course, our community to, you know, have utility in all of these metaverse and for it to still, we're on Polygon. So we want it to be, you know, fairly not, not we don't want to gouge our community. Um, so yeah, I was wondering, you know, what are your plans for interoperability? Yeah, thanks for asking. And I have to agree, Spatial has been doing some really good stuff recently. It's super cool to see what they've been developing and providing for people. Uh, for When it comes to interoperability, one of the things that we, um, we kind of want to make sure that we enable creators and projects to do is to apply functionalities within the world based off of their NFTs. So when you're creating something, uh, you one, we need to make sure we have the blockchain connectivity pieces 
in place so that you can even apply functionality or so the system can even recognize that a user has your nfts which we can do for cardano and ethereum and polygon is is one of the ones at the top of the list to add on uh, when we have when we have the bandwidth for it um, but being able to go okay so somebody has this nft um, now if you if you own this you this backpacks functionality in becoming a jetpack is now turned on um or do you you have this this gives you access to this world or this section of the world um or if you have this this gives you access to the building in a certain community area or community space so those things uh, end up being powered by or you can apply those functions in unity with our sdk um, pretty easily. And then all that takes is for somebody to have it in a wallet that they've linked to their reach account. But when it comes to cross metaverse interoperability, it can get a little difficult um, when you're talking about what is the experience for a user who's in that metaverse and then jumps through a portal to come to this metaverse. What does it look like? If it's the first time that they've ever done that, it's probably going to look a little different than if they're already logged in on both. Or is there a way for that login information to be almost passed over? Um, this is some of the conversations we've had with um, one. There's one project that we've been kind of exploring doing that with because um, it, it's probably it's just a better use case for for us and them um but we've been exploring that and that's some of the stuff that we've been trying to figure out um one of the things that we try to do is to make it so that people can upload their own assets in their in their lands and in their worlds uh, which i think will allow projects to keep that uh intellectual property that they have from projects and be able to just build with it and use it and kind of transfer it over um to kind of provide the, ex the experience of interoperability to say that my assets from here are also my assets here. Um, even though it's not like in a house when you take a cup from one room to the other room, it's the same cup, but virtually it, you can say like I, in this room, because I have my coaster, which will say the coaster is the NFT in the wallet, my cup shows up. But when I walk into the other room, I set my coaster down and then the cup shows up again. Um, which I think would be almost a better way of looking at it because you're, you will have this thing if you already have this other thing. Cause the, the cup isn't going from room to room, but your coaster is getting checked in each room. I don't know if that's a good analogy. I just made that up off the top of my head. So I hope that that answers your question. Oh no, it totally does. And I'm, I'm just very impressed by you and I will be joining um, your socials. I think you have a telegram and a discord. So, um, and uh, the mental health aspect and the, the healthcare tools just really excites me. I used to be a phlebotomist and, um, you know, I, I really into mental health, went to an analyst for like 10 years, very much um, interested in mental health and mindfulness coming to the metaverse and things like that and using it for like PTSD or, um, you know, to face your fears and things like that. I think it's brilliant and that you're already working with hospitals and navigating around HIPAA, which is a big one. Um, just shows like your due diligence and your seriousness. And my only other question was, and my hope, um, you guys were doxxed. Yes, yes, we are doxxed. Um, yeah. Cool. Awesome. <laughs> okay, I just always ask. Um, thank you so much. Appreciate it. He is, he is doxxed. He's called Sage here, right? 
You said your name was CJ, yeah? Yep, yep. My uh, my my CJ is a nickname I was actually given at birth. My full name is Charles Junior, uh, named after my father. Uh, but I just, I've always gone by CJ, and now and now it's kind of become Tass a little bit. So <laughs> awesome! I'm Chelsea. Nice to meet you. My whole family is docs, even my little ones at this point. So um, yeah, I'll be reaching out. Thank you. Well, 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 uh, I'm going to do like a little bit of like a, a room kind of reset uh, that we do sometimes, right? Uh, it's about time. I'm going to say this. I mean, uh, CJ, like I don't know how many like racks, you know, rack FM spaces you've tuned into or whatever, but we have this like legendary thing and it's about passing the, the rack sniff test. Bruce and B bands, I'll tell you what. Like literally, dude, tonight you've I'm sitting here and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this guy knows absolutely everything. Like he's like, and dude, you wouldn't believe we get like BDs and that coming on and community managers and like, like for an example, we had Matt on from uh, Checked uh, Protocol, right? The the, the L one chain, right? The uh, SSI, uh, sovereign identity chain, and like the community manager, I'm like, fuck, this is the best like performance like answers like he's like oh he's like to the main guys oh let me take that one and then bang he's on the money that's what we call it dude on the money talk about passing the sniff test i mean bay bands tonight your man cg has been unreal right what you're picking the kids up or something hello bay bands <laughs> you missed could that be, one. could be but absolutely man cj is uh is working for his buck you can hear it in his voice, man. He knows what he's doing and he's well, enjoying it as well, it sounds like. Imagine imagine if he's like, like I'm saying, like he is the representation kind of like of his team here. Imagine how good the team are if like they're all like that. Oh. And if he's like that, the team's good. Oh, you're back. Oh, she's oh I'm, back I'm sleeping. So sorry. I, I apologize. Um, what's it, what was the question I missed? I'm so sorry. I, I I stepped away for a second. I, I'm just rimming. I'm I'm just basically publicly like rimming CG on a space as like saying how good he is, but you missed it. Never mind. All right. <laughs> oh, okay. Then maybe I'm kind of glad I missed it. Kinda, <laughs> it gets a little hot and heavy when you start your rim drops. Anyways, um, has he performed tonight though? Has he represented his organization like amazingly absolutely. well? Absolutely. Uh-huh. Absolutely. I'm extremely impressed, and I'm uh. I'm delighted that I got the opportunity to chat with you and, and hear um, so much about your project and so in depth and detail. So thank you for that. And thank you for being so knowledgeable. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. You know, I honestly, I really just, I, I praise God that our, our team came together because uh, the, the other guys are even, even better than I am at what I do at what they do. Um, it's, it's really nice to be in, in a, a, a kind of a team that we all know what our goal is. We know what our, our strengths are and we're able to just really, really tear down into that. It really is a blessing. Say what I mean, your man's on fire. Yeah. That's what, that's what you call a good interview. Uh, I, I only had one more question, uh, for me for, for the night and then we'll get your man to shit talk. If he's got a bit like a little bit more time, I don't know if he has his. If he's BD, he's probably really busy. Ryan will tell you that. Uh, dude, right, you, not your company, not your organization, but you personally, your uh, preference, let's say you're on Ethereum and you're on Cardano. If you would have another home, a third home, uh, where would it be and why, like you personally, though, your, you know, your opinion? Yeah, it, that's, oh, that's a problem. Right now, my, I'm between, Polygon and Binance. Um, 
I think both of those have won great projects on it. And I think I think there's going to be continued good development in both of those ecosystems. Although if I had to pick one, I'd lean more towards Polygon, I think, because I've just talked to more Polygon projects recently. Uh, so that that's what that's where I'd go. Also, I dude, dude, don't lie, don't don't lie. You're live on a spaces. You've done well. You're gonna go to Polygon because of the higher IQ. You're not gonna get the fucking Binance fucking smart chain pancakes or plebs. You're gonna get the high IQ chain, and yeah. <laughs> Hey, ideally, I want to add all of them. I want all of them to be able to build on reach. But if I if I say that, my devs are going to kill me. <laughs> I was only joking. I'm probably going to get really wrong off these two after the show. I don't know. But I was only making a joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, see who's down there, B-Bands? Risby? Yeah, I was, yeah, I was looking. Right. I was seeing everybody that's in the in the crowd. Um, if For anybody who just hopped in, we have Reach Metaverse here um, has been chatting with us um regarding their project if you missed it i would definitely catch the first hour because there's a lot of good information there um but i wanted to see if hey guys you think it's okay that we open up the room yet or that's on that's on stage here stage here are you are you all right for time or what's up questions or I, I will have to hop off in about five minutes. Uh, I've got a meeting uh, after that, uh, but I, I'm down to chat for a little bit till then. Also, uh, on a completely personal note, I was looking down and I saw that, uh, was it you said Risby? I saw his icon and it seems like he's a One Piece fan, which I am also a huge One Piece fan. So shout out to oh, you, my guy. Dude, dude, One, one Piece, me, uh, me ex-wife was an absolute One Piece addict and uh, my dog is called Chopper. I, I tell people it's uh, after Chopper Reed, right? Because, like, you know, Chopper Reed, the Australian gangster, because I met him uh, before he died. But actually, it's not. Like, me missus named the dog Chopper because of the character Chopper out of uh, One Piece. But Risby released an NFT collection, the Gelato 2s, I think it was. And there were so many of them that were, like, the One Piece ones. And, dude, these things are worth a fucking fortune, man. They, they nailed their branding and marketing and, like, yeah, man, these are cool. Fuck I'm telling you. Risby, you just need to be in this metaverse, bro. If anybody, he, Risby is a little shy in spaces, but in what I what I've heard in public places, he's not shy at all. It's a weird thing. He's not shy. Can we? Can we? Me get, and Risby I mean, got to dance. Reach hasn't got <laughs> Reach. Reach hasn't got long. Can we just have like a general question about like? So, dude, you must be fucking bullish like on the entire like crypto world right we've had so much drama in the last year why didn't things like ftx and the lunar crash and block and celsius and everything why didn't all this why didn't it put you off why didn't you just go and do something else what what, what are you in it for the love the passion the tech the banter the shit talking i mean i i think honestly when it comes down to it i can I see where this can go and I can see that there's tons of value here because the tech is functional. So if I were to pick one of those things, I think the fact that what exists has a lot of use and it might be rough. It might be unpolished right now in some areas, but I think it's very clear that the tech and everything that is here that underlies a lot of these projects really does have some fantastic uses and that ultimately will will be proved out and will will be shown it'll just take a little bit of time to get there 
Right. And then I know you've got your meeting. We're not going to keep you. We're really respectful of people's time. Uh, last question. The next time you guys are going to drop some like big alpha or like, uh, well, not big alpha, the, maybe the little alpha say, well, the Rack FM guys are really cool. They'll build up an audience. And this will get loads of hits from, I'm telling you. Like, come on, next time you've got a bit of alpha and like hang out. And, is that all right? Yeah. Absolutely. I'd love to be back. It's been a, it's been a, a joy to start my morning with y'all. How, how do we rate amongst you like normal? I mean, I know you've got your little family where you have the good crack, but you know, when these are the standard shows, bring you on and they're like, oh, tell us about your project and your background and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, oh, fuck it, we go again. Have you enjoyed yourself? Yeah. I have. You guys have probably done the best of having like actual questions beyond just what's metaverse? How do you see yourself in the metaverse? But actually digging in, uh, I, I've really appreciated that. Lovely to see you. Uh, B-Bands, your man's got to go. I've been on the timer, five minutes. Have you got anything to say before we head off? Uh, Earl Grey, got anything to say? Just thank you guys for having me. Uh, you're such a joy, such a light in the space. There's a lot of garbage to edit through. But I believe, like Reach said, you know, the technology will will show itself. It will become uh, world changing. It's just a lot of garbage to edit through. And you guys are like part of the reason I stay in the space. So thank you. Oh, your woman's lovely, isn't she? She's got a right golden heart, isn't she? How am, I, how am I supposed to talk after that? I'm like literally. She's lovely, isn't she? Heart. I know. I know. She's lovely. So sweet. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think I already said, you know, how I felt about the whole thing. I, I just really enjoyed this time. And, you know, thank you so much for 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 showing up and, and, and reaching out. <laughs> Absolutely. It always cracks me up with all the reaching out puns. Uh, so, yeah, thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure. I'm going to I'm going to hop off. But if anybody else has any questions or anything, I think they pinned a tweet and it's our pinned tweet that has information on our documentation, how to get started, uh, links to the application, be able to just go check it out. You can start building today. And if you guys build anything, let me know. I'd love to share it out on our socials and kind of shout you guys out. Uh, so I, I hope to see you in, in reach and see what you guys can build and do with it. So thanks for having me, guys. Take care, CJ. Love you, Lords Bruce. Say bye-bye. We're gone. Bye-bye, Reach. Jesus Christ, bro. Why you talk to me like I'm a five-year-old cold? Can you listen to him? Have to say bye, and now you him? wave. <laughs> do you listen nah, to him? <laughs> All right, I'll see you guys. Thanks. <laughs> see you, CJ. I knew I was going to get wrong for that one. Robo, uh, Robo, Robo, what? Robo. I'm, I'm hyped, hungry. I'm hyped. I'm, I'm hungry. Hyped. Oh, you're going to start eating. What have you got? What have you got? Yeah, I'm, asking, I'm telling you I'm hungry. Make food for me. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I mean, B-Bands, honest to God, that was absolutely brilliant. Like, we're in the uh, Discord group chat, and, and we're like, wow, your woman came to throw down. I mean, that's some of the best questioning that I've ever, ever, ever heard on a space like. Like, literally, I'm fucking blown away. Like, guys, come, anyone come up and speak. Finn can edit this shit. Uh, what an amazing space. But Jesus, B-Bands, that is your... Like, that. that is... Bruce is like, I need career options now. That's how good you were right there, mind. And I'm not, like, doing this on air. Like, I'm, this is real shit in the Discord group chat. We're like, oh, shit. We're getting shown right... Well, we're not getting shown up. It's not about that, is it? But, like, B-Bands, you killed that. Woo-hoo. She's fucking golden, man. That that gelato high off B bands. That's the best plane twenty three. 
Fucking Rizby's just rubbed them. Hi, Rizby's just rugged the entire fucking market like with B-Bands there. Like, hasn't he just front run everybody? <laughs> We're loving it. Right Absolutely. I like, said higher oh. B-Bands. The gelato higher. Oh, higher. Okay, okay, okay. I was like, am I, I'm high off a of gelato. Like, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That was a great space, and honestly, Earl Grey, thank you, darling, so much for coming in, man. You resonate. Like, I remember when you were on, like, the third or fourth episode of Bare Bones, uh, the whole kind of family, and honestly, God, coming in tonight, darling, yeah, yeah, what a beautiful soul, honestly, God, this space is just like, oh, so good. <laughs> thank you. Uh, yeah, you guys, actually, I think I'm just going to start vibing here, because I, you guys aren't on Polygon, right? But I mean, you're you're just kind of my people. So I'm so sick of being in spaces with milk toast, like fucking. Uh, excuse my language. Oh, uh, no, you're no, a, oh no, no, don't excuse your language at all, girl. This is how we talk oh, over you, here. You guys are my people. <laughs> so oh, yeah, I oh. think that's what, that's what I'm gonna do is just start vibing here. Uh, I think. Oh, great. Oh, great. There was two spaces last night. There was two, like, three-hour spaces last night. I was only in the first one. Oh, you'd have been vibing all right if you'd have been in those, because, Jesus. I, I mean, Finn's going to cut this, isn't he? Finn's going to cut the interview. But uh, if anybody, like, is alive in this room that went through what we went through last night, and then so today I listened back to the second one at B-Bands, the second one, uh, I, I I mean, I don't know if you want to comment or if you want to say anything or like, uh, I don't know. I heard people crying and I'm hearing crocodile tears and I'm, I'm hearing lots of stuff. I mean, I don't, Bruce, did you listen back? Uh, am I dreaming? Am I, am I in the metaverse? Yeah, so I only, I only got halfway through it. I had to go do some stuff and then I met this guy that, that was ran over a couple of years ago and I just ended up talking with him and helping him for like a couple of hours and then I had to go back and do So this. you didn't go to right, so you didn't go to the timestamp that uh, everybody sent me. Like I woke up to like it was in the Discord group chat anyway then it was like four DM saying Robo just skip straight to like two hours, like one minute and start from there. And then I mean I was serious George, because because I got to one hour and fifty nine minutes. Oh, Joe, Joe and Tank. Joe and Tank are two of the best in the game. I mean, if you pick up on, like, if you're really clever with, like, language and, like, the like the real intercrisp, like, I mean, it's psychological, like, what happened last night. Like, I, I didn't want to go into it. It's not my place to talk about, like, how, you know, a conversation can be, like, filtered into, like, like one, like, direction kind of thing. But, uh, well, I mean, when Tank came in, uh, and obviously after the space last night, when I said about Eckes and Polytone, et cetera, et cetera, like, for Tank to pick that up, like, when I wasn't there, because I would have said that if I was there, I would have. I would have asked that question. Like, for Tank to be able to, like, just come in and just, like, pick that up and ask Jake that, I was like, a Tank, man. Like, literally, guys, Tank is like one of the, the, the top guys in this like entire space from a community perspective. Like, like people want to, if you want to talk about like Donut, like, and others, like they, they, they come nowhere near to being as matter of fact about the truth. Like 
I think, uh, what did Finn say before about Tank? He said uh, about Minetis and why, why he invested in them, right? It was like, he's putting his like, money in the man that goes to church every week, right? Like, Tank's like a, a proper, wholesome, uh, anti, like, many things that are bad for people. Like, you're like, he promotes this, like, happiness and wellness and, like, he's, he's got this just real positive vibe, but he's also, like, a flag bearer of truth. And like he, he just came in hard with that last night, and he pushed back on a lot of things. Tank, tank got enjoy, a rare, he tank got a really rare quality that is called virtue and integrity, and it's not yeah. seen that much in the in the space but, that we're in right now. But there was this period in that space was last night with him and Joe, like backwards and forwards, and like I I, I don't want to say that Jake was exposed. Uh, or his vulnerabilities were on shore, uh, were all human, but he didn't have an answer. He, he repeated a lot of things actually throughout the space. If you actually go back and you listen, you're like, okay, he said that there. Okay, let's like, fast forward. Oh, he said the same thing there. Okay, that was the same answer there, blah, blah. And then he's still back like Zico. But like, we all know the truth. And like, he's kind of like, I, I, I felt like he was just like paddling upstream. And it wasn't working out too well for him. Well, and he, here's I have a quick question. My thing, I listened to a lot of it. I, I don't I don't I think I missed the tank Joe thing towards the end, maybe. But um isn't it like if he's afraid he's getting sued, wouldn't it be wise to like be careful of the things you say? Like or even yeah. be talking in a space? Like if I, if it was me and I wasn't sure of like what I was doing, I think I'd be like contacting a lawyer first before I got on a spaces. On a on a recorded on on a recorded, on a recorded spaces, I was actually own, I felt like I didn't want to on, I didn't want him to stop talking. Obviously, I wanted to hear what he was going to say. I wasn't going to give him like I'm not a lawyer, you know. I'm not going to give him any kind of like advice like that. I was just wondering. But a like, space, how, a space how recorded he, on his own profile and his docs. Is that what you're talking about? It's not yeah, like mm. and I just I just think it's interesting because I mean. Sometimes it's better not saying anything until you know what you should and shouldn't be saying. But at the same time, maybe he ha he feels he he has nothing to hide. So that's that was a bad sense. move. That was a bad move uh, last night, uh, and it was even a worse move for like some like. Listen, I think we should all be in agreement that the your tokens you can do what you want. Like Joe said, when they hit your wallet, you do what you want. Yeah, right? but also he has like. He has held certain courts at times and, and, and had certain standards and he wrote the constitution and blah, blah, blah. And like, it's not like he said publicly, oh, I'm doing this because I'm going to fund Eggers' ordered or like, like he's only talking about it now because it all came out in the wash. Like people who live in glass houses have to be very fucking careful, baby. Very Very careful. Mm. So listen, Chris, Chris came up. I wonder if he has um, he some did. comments on uh, what transpired yesterday hey what's up um well one i can only listen to spaces when i'm a speaker so that's that's the only thing i can do but uh, <laughs> i i don't care about him selling the tokens because everybody's gonna sell and do whatever they want at your wallet you can do whatever you want i just don't like you come out and you're you're all friendly and you're doing you're saying you're doing this for the the platform and you're really doing a lot of shady stuff in the back just don't dox yourself and act like you're going to be like for the community and be out for the front of it if behind you're doing all the shady stuff like that's all I, that's all i'm saying so yeah basically what robo said as well that if you 
if you live in a transparent domicile, you shouldn't be accelerating objects of geological origin, right? Yeah, basically. Well, I, I like like everyone said, nobody cares that he sold the tokens. I just they were saying that the amount of tokens he sold, he like did it all at once and it dropped the price of stars, right? Is that essentially to what happened? It's, it's, uh, it's no, no, wait, it's, it's not. It's Wolfman's tweet when he's shown the metrics of like what, what's the volumes done since its inception. <laughs> that's the fucking thing that's aggravated exactly. people. Exactly. Yeah. So the fact that there's been around what six million US dollars of volume and it looks like or it is Jake that is responsible for selling around 5.4 million dollars of volume so that looks very bad right so basically basically like 90 percent of all of the selling pressure has come from jake that, that's essentially what's being said right because it's all about selling pressure or buying pressure isn't it come on talk on price right speculation i mean now what fucking works right he's he, i mean he was selling uh dumping i should say at five cents right there you go you believe in the project that much, but you like at five cents, you're gonna dump it down to fucking one point, whatever it is, right? You know, I, I I thought like, don't people do like vesting schedules, or do they don't they like slowly, little by little, start it's like the staking vesting? Exactly, it's, it's the stakes. Sta no, it's stakes vested. That's the problem, and that's so what there's, the, there's the staking the rewards. Right, so you get you get vested, right, guys, uh, on Cosmos, yeah. But that those tokens, you're able to stake the vested tokens, so it's just like you've got the tokens and you're getting the rewards from the fucking emissions, and then you go and put them in an LP like Jake did because he had other tokens, and then you just dump all your fucking rewards. That's it. I, right, I posted about race last night, tongue in cheek, token farming. The hashtag wasn't fucking tongue in cheek. That, like, that's how rubble works. Like I. I'm more subtle than people realize, but not subtle, of course. Uh, I didn't give a fuck anyway. This is the reason that I never took a fucking job. Except with Rack FM, unpaid as an intern, as Bruce's intern. <laughs> as Big Bands is here. I made the coffee over here. <laughs> I'll take a frappuccino, sir. I'll make sure you put a little cinnamon on top. Thank you. Oh, don't tell me. <laughs> I don't know. Don't tell me. I don't know how you take your coffee. Fucking Andrew DM me weeks ago saying, bro, don't fuck it up. She'll go mad one day. <laughs> you know something, though, B-Band. I mean, after what's transpired, the very fact that we've kept laughing, that we've kept building, that we just like kept all of us, like in our individual little areas and as a collective, as a random like collective, et cetera, et cetera. It's, we're just being proved to be the right kind of people, though, like to hang around with, like, yeah. Did I miss a question being asked um, where like someone asked him why he didn't. Did he tell the Stargaze team that he was co-founding with that he was building another chain? Or he just launched the chain and that nobody knew about. I couldn't keep up with that bit. I'm going to like I say, yeah, that's I'm what I'm curious, because uh, I'm curious. Did he say like, did he because it's in the in the tweet, in the Stargaze tweet, obviously things are also by perspective on how people see things. And the Stargaze I did. tweet, it says he, he regretted it. I remember him saying I regret. I remember him saying I regret that. Like his well, choice so there. Yeah. Why, yeah. Like why, you know, why hide that? And I think 
that to me is is my is my big question. Like if if you're not doing anything kind of like, I don't know, strange or shady, why not share, you know, with a project that you're co-founding with kind of what you're doing so that there's not like muddy water or anything. It just I don't understand the choice in not saying anything. Could be millions, millions of reasons, right? So just one, for example, if I worked in the project beforehand and like had co-workers and co-founders and I told them, for example, I was working on this project and these people meant a lot of me and they fucking, they shamed me for working on something else beside the project we had together, right? Then I would probably hesitate with telling that stuff in the future, on future projects with future co-workers. Just stuff like that. There could be millions, millions of reasons and nuances. Right, I, okay. I get your okay, I mean, I, I'm sober at the minute. Uh, obviously, last night I wasn't, and I did uh, mention this, but right, I'm, I'm not going to be a conspiracy theorist. <clears throat> Stop me if I'm wrong. Uh, Don, Don, who is employed by Stargaze, right? That's no secret. 15,000 stars a month he gets paid or whatever it is, right? The Stargazer. Uh, Don started going after Jake uh, in, in different places, mind as well. I'm talking private group chats as well as public, but like not in the way that you think, right? But like the way that Don's actually doing this. Uh, Polytone and XS, right? Things weren't bad, like weren't great uh, before this. Since the is big, like Polytone, you know, release tweet that nobody knew what was happening. I mean, some people knew what was being worked on. Uh, some people didn't. But since the tweet, you know, the relationship has uh, descended uh, between like Jake and that crew and certain Stargaze. It's descended rapidly. And that'll, if you go back and you look, you'll see that that's a very evident in Don's videos. Right. This has been like happening. This has been coming for like a long time. Like I said last night, uh, Don's been in certain group chats, like really going hard about this man. Like, like Don has abandoned Juno altogether. Uh, he is employed by Stargaze. He's very unhappy, unhappy about what's happened. He hates people like Lobo and Jack, etc. I agree with Don on many, many, many things might to do with this. But the polytone was, uh, what, what's that phrase? The one that brought the, the straw that brought the camels back, right? Is that what, what we say in English, is it? The straw that brought the camels back now? Yeah. You're right, from England, that's, right? Right, that's, oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. English is my language. I should know. Dickhead. Uh, Billend <laughs> is the term you're looking for. The proof's in the pudding, bro. <laughs> uh, uh, Polytone's the fucking straw that's brought the camels back. And that's that from, that, I might be wrong, but it's like, like that, there's just a step too far. And I know all about the open source and blah, 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 but it, there's some deeper fucking shit going on. I tried to talk about the Cosmosm stuff last night. I think that's still fucking painful. I think that still burns like a little bit in the background kind of thing. But I will say, uh, let's say that we're evaluating two people, right? Or two people, one on one hand, one on the other. Let's just say that like one hand has got a very heavy book on it. Uh, and it's nearly touching the floor. The other hand's tied to a lovely like helium balloon and it's floating up the water ceiling. Now you work up you work out which dev I'm talking about on which hand. That's up to you. But I know I know where my future fucking lies and I, where I want to believe and uh, like build something and build fucking culture. And it's 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 not gonna be fucking on crocodile tears. Sorry, like 
Um, when did he start crying? When did that happen? Like where? Like uh, or do with, I have to go? Because nah, I was, that was towards like, the end. Uh, no, no, it, it wasn't a, like a, an outburst or anything like that. It was a, like a proper like choking back the tears, you know, choking back the tears. Like, like you, you know, when like someone's proper like, <sighs> like really trying to. Oh, dude, he was, dude, the emotion. I mean, this is my job, guys. Yeah, I'm fucking I'm a linguistic professor. Some people believe me. Some people know. Some people don't. Uh, literally, you, you're going to I mean, I skipped to the important bits where I was told to skip to, listen to it. Then I went back, and then I listened to the whole thing. Uh, some of the people that came in mind, like Ray Raspberry and people like that, like just fucking so on point. To be fair to Jake, man, like he handled this. Like, I don't think I could have handled it like he did like respect where respect's due the fact that he even did that i think it was a silly immature move yeah we offered him a, a rack fm close mic right where he could have like just come on and then we could have got everything then the questions could have come unfortunately he exposed himself very unprepared and didn't come out looking i, I thought three hours i've listened to and i've listened like five hours actually if you think about it uh, he came out exceedingly fucking not looking very good, like looking very immature, not a lot of business now, like just just making money and, you know, lost money and then try to retrieve money. It's like, no, it's not very good, like not a good look. But I'm going to give the guy a second chance anyway, you know, I'm a fanboy. Yeah, he, he has made some good products, right? Can't really... But did you hear Joe last night about the uh, Discord? They're talking about fork on the chain. Nah, and an airdrop and like, right? I, I fucking knew this was going to happen months ago. Oh, yeah. I we, fucking, yeah, yeah nice. Finn, Finn put it on a track, bro. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The plan. I, the said, plan, it, I said it many times, GM fam. That's what that yeah. means. The plan for ages has been to fucking fork you, no. Because they can't do anything with it, like... They can't do anything with the whales money and other people's shit and blah blah blah. Like they need to get rid of some fucking baggage. But they are they are gonna fucking fork Juno. So buy buy Juno now and stake it, or is that what you're saying? Well, it wouldn't be a stupid move if the new tokens you can fucking dump them uh when they do come out because it's gonna be useless governance token. But uh, what I can say is that uh the airdrop or whatever they do do, it'll be like some vested shit like wind or whatever. So like yeah. Did you get your money in two years? <laughs> do do, doubt out. <laughs> what was that, darling? Sorry, I missed that. Do do. Anyway, so I had a funny, funny experience that was fucking traumatic. I'm ah, not fucking traumatic. That's maybe an exaggeration. But I got I got hacked yesterday, and it was a really clever scam, man. Wait, what do you mean you got hacked? Like, wait, like... Oh, not, okay, so I got, no, not hacked. I like, got could in, see you and stuff like that? I got Take in... Stuff? Wait. I got infected with a Trojan horse. And it was called Fancy. The horse was called Fancy. And as soon as I got infected, I was aware of it. And it took me a couple of hours to... To wash the dirty shit off me. But yeah. It was a clever one. Where, where did it come from? Where, where did it come from? Did so, okay, know? okay. It came from a project that is called Destruction NFT. And, uh, okay, it was fucking, I've never, it was very clever. So 
I get it. I wake up one morning. I've gotten a DM from an. Uh, Wait a minute! Twitter. You opened it on your the link, and you have a, a virus now. <laughs> I've, I've cleaned it. I've cleaned it. It took no, me a couple of I, hours. No, you sent me the link, though, bro. No, no, no! I didn't send you the link that that infected me. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's okay, but I'll tell you what happened. But yeah, so I was one morning I wake up, I got a DM from a dude that is a recruiter, according to his Twitter profile. And he's contacting me during uh, regarding a job uh, from another project that is seeking an advisor slash ambassador. And this is an FPS MMORPG NFT project. So, okay, sure, I'm interested. He says, yeah, just contact this guy. He's the chief operating officer. Um, and I do, I contact him, show him the message I had with the recruiter, and then we start talking salary and terms and all that stuff, right? And we talk for a couple of days, maybe a week. And then he goes, okay, we can have a call. I'll send you over the alpha videos of the project. I'll send you over the the um, employee contracts and uh, yeah, everything you need to know. And that's just in a Google file, and uh, in the Google link in the zip file, I download the zip file, I scan it with two different programs, everything looks good. I unzip it, I scan it again, everything looks good. And then I open the file and it just pops up, man, you got a Trojan horse. So I used a program called Arkill to delete, not delete, but to terminate processes on your computer and different uh, yeah, stuff that's running. And then I use a program called Hitman Pro to terminate the files. And while I did that, I, I connected to a very, very, very tight VPN. Trying to get trying to get a Web3 job. Look at them trying to get an ambassador's role and leave rack and look what happens. Imagine if that was me, us. Imagine if we tried to trick you, Bruce, and we're like, right, shall we see if this cunt's real or not? Shall we see if he's like committed to the process? At home, pleb. Welcome to the floor. So I just took another job that I might going to talk about in the future. Do what the fuck you like, man. We didn't give a fuck, man. We're all just a collective of random motherfuckers who were just causing chaos in the world. We love it, don't we? Uh, home player, hello. Morning, Rubo. How are you, bud? Oh, dude, I'm hyped for B-Bands. Show. Like, B-Bands. Dude, she's she keeping you medium. B-Bands, is he staying medium? Ah, she came and threw down and I just like, okay, check it out. You, to your man, like, bang. And then your man's like, oh, fucking hell. I told him in the thing, I said, mind, uh, B-Bands is going to be like lead interviewer. <laughs> Get ready. Like, she's the fucking meta queen, like, dude. And he, he came, I mean, he came and he delivered. But wow. Great, great night home, player. Yeah, great day. Anyways, one thing, I just wanted to jump up here for a minute. I missed it when you guys were doing the recap of yesterday. Um, but I did want to say, Robo, you, <laughs> you made a couple of great calls. One of them was about two weeks ago when you said trading the Juno one-to-one with Kuji was the opportunity of a lifetime. Um, so I, I wanted to bomb somebody's Twitter space with that tweet. Do you know how much hatred? Do you know how much hatred I got through yeah. that? Do you know something? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest. Listen to this. I got four DMs last night right, from community plebs about me Stargaze uh, tweet about the wheelchair mafia when they got 30 million stars back. And I'm like, these morphos best bite. What a tongue in cheek, like fucking joke. If you honestly, 
if you've been following me or anything and you kind of realise that's a joke and you feel like you have to come in the DMs and say, oh, that's so disgraceful and so disrespectful and blah. Like, dude, what are you doing with your life? Like, if you think, like, I kind of believe sometimes home play, like when the real things that they be talked about, like Zeke and Polytone and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you're going to get like the proper robo, but then I'm going to shit talk and shit posting, you know? What's wrong with people? When did people get so salty, home pleb? Uh, I think it was about this time last year, wasn't it? <laughs> I think we got a heaping dose of salt about this time Lol. last year. <laughs> He's fucking right as well, isn't he? Come on, then what was the other call? You said you had a couple of calls. Well, I you said get... you man on the other side of the world was going to be waking up in a few hours to the to the news. And that's what he let off his 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 moment in the Twitter space with. It was kind of like you basically had had. I mean, you know, when when you've had enough conversations with somebody, you, you know, they're talking. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? So it was pretty funny. <laughs> I was like, damn, Robo called this pretty much spot on six hours prior. Um, I can't believe you caught that. Wow! I'll tell you what, guys. Listen, home player listens. And he listens well because I know exactly what and who he's talking about, and it's fucking hilarious. That's exactly how the conversation came. Well, I woke up to this. <laughs> it was it was spot on. So, anyways, it was there was lots of nuggets throughout yesterday, um, and then my overall take was basically kind of what we had said in Tank Space, right? Like the apology was half-assed. You could hear it in the voice at times where it was like, "Well, yeah, I could be like, fuck it all. It's my tokens." So. I don't know. You know, it is what it is. Like I said in my moment of talking in tank space yesterday, it, it is what it is. It's kind of what goes on and what happens. So anyhow, carry on. Look, look, I said, I said, I said to Jake, look, if Safu, if Safu can fucking come back, anybody can come back. If, if Martin Schrugel can come back, Jake Hardnell can come back. <laughs> Did you say March? Are you talking about that guy? That like, yeah, yeah, the Milady guy. The woman, the woman. The, he, the... he bought a Milady. He came out and he bought a Milady, didn't he? And that's when fucking Milady started sending it again. Can you not remember when he was in the first space? Were you not in that first space as well, Martin Shirtlow, no? When he bought the Milady. That's a fucking legendary space, that, like. Honestly, if anyone missed that, like, that's a classic. Hey, so you know how we, like, try to make friends and stuff with people and you know, we sometimes we joke around too much or whatever, you know. I we're not doing too well right now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, listen. So I go into space, right? I go, <laughs> I go into a Scurpy space. He gives me, he invites me and he gives me the mic. Um, this guy launches a token. Um, the name of his token is Dill. So then I ask him if he's going to be launching any other tokens um, as well. Maybe like a dough token, so we can have a liquidity pool, dill and dough. You know? Did you get kicked out of the room or not? What happened? What happened? Tell us what happened. Did you get kicked out or not? Well, the host was not amused, but like a lot of people sent me like, were, a lot of people were laughing, but the host got quiet. And then the guy whose token I was talking about, um, he got quiet. So Wait, I was just Beast, like, was that that was a Scurpy space? Like the dude who <laughs> runs Scurpy? Because he's always foul mouthed and talking shit. Like he got upset about it. 
no, he just got quiet. And then the, like, you know, like, I don't know, like, I, I don't know, maybe I crossed some invisible line. <laughs> ah, he's just being a fucking dildo. Oh my gosh. Oh, man, maybe that it's because so you're funny. a lady and there are a bunch of NFT bras over there, you know? Beef hands. I actually <laughs> was on a big, big space and I made him so uncomfortable that he got quiet. I was the only one. And I <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. You know, he's know. Just, it might be man thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like he's, he's, he's to be the funniest one. He's literally sitting there and trying to figure out is she hitting on me or is she joking? Is she hitting on me or is she joking? <laughs> So, B-Bands, did you see the, the picture in the Discord today or not? It was before you woke up. I didn't know if you, you didn't I was scroll kicked up. out, by the way. He did. He dropped me down to listener. I just wasn't like, you know, so I was kind of kicked out. He didn't fully kick me out. Oh, my way. God. He put me to listener. Fragile. Fragile. Okay. He put you down. B-Bands, did you not see the, did you not see the picture in the comment in the Discord today or not? Uh, no. I got um, fucking... I got booted a day out of the fucking the massive Pepe space. Oh yeah, that's like, why I wanted to to say this because when I saw fuck. that he got kicked out of the a Pepe space, I was like, oh, I got to tell him what happened with Scurpy space. I get really kicked. Like, they didn't send me all the way out. They just sent me the. Okay, you're not allowed to talk anymore. <laughs> oh, it said it said like you've been removed as a listener. Then all of a sudden the fucking space ended, and I'm like, what's going on here? What the fuck's happening? Like I got proper booted. Like never mind. Uh, I was listening to Christian space. Another fucking Solana dude, is it? Uh, it was quite a big space as well. So I was listening, and then they were like, oh, it's, it, like there's a European Pepe one going on. I put it in the nest and blah, blah. So I went over, and there was only like four of the fucking plebs talking. And I'm like, oh, they're, they're like, they were, oh, sorry, there was one like it sounded like German or something like that, you know? And then three English fellas. And there was a decent crowd in there, like all fucking Solana, NFT, Pepe people or whatever. And there. Uh, like I, like I went up and I, they were laughing their heads off. We were having like mint crack and they were like, ah, you know, because the man called us, like he said, oh, what's it like in Newcastle at the minute? I went, oh, you talking to me, you daft cunt, like, you know, the typical robo, right? And they were having a laugh, right? Because it was the Brits and the new, they're like, oh, you're from Sutherland, are you? And I was like, ah, you got that right this time, didn't you? Anyway, I was having crack for about 15, 20 minutes. And then your man said, oh, have you heard the peppy raps? And I was like, no, 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 no. So they put, they put a Pepe rap on. I didn't know that AI's been making these Pepe raps. Anyway, it's pretty fucking shit. So when the rap's on, I thought, oh, these motherfuckers like music. They like rap. They like NFTs. I'm going to go and find fucking Good Morning, GM fam, and put it in the nest, nest, right? Well, I went and found, is he in here, Mr. Fox? Is that IBC Mafia? Because he's the one. I... So I went and got Mr. Fox's uh, tweet, the GM fam. And put it in the nest, right? And I forgot. Well, I didn't even think. It's got the Juno cash tag. Holy fuck, right? They deleted out of the nest, right? Listen to this. They stopped their rap in the middle of the rap. Like, he literally, the rap was halfway through, and he went, who put that in the nest? And I'm thinking, bro, got me name underneath you, daft cunt. What do you mean, who put that in the nest? Do you know who put it in? Like, And then they made such a palaver, man. Dude, that's not cool. It's got a fucking cash tag. And, Oh, this is Pepe in. The fucking went right after me. And then bang, I was down as listener. And then bang, I was kicked out of the room. And I'm thinking, go on, fuck you, you daft cunt. You think I give a fuck? I just rugged your room, you mugs. Killed their vibe, man. You harshed their vibe. How dare you? How dare you? 
with a Juno cash tag. Imagine the smell of that actually being a Juno cash of all cash tags. He, you know, I mean, so that, you know it's funny, it's funny because on the that's way down when the Juno cash tag pisses you off. It's funny, just about it's it's funny because it, oh my god, guys, I'm the host. Look, 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 if you open up your phone and then you look in the space and underneath all the names, there's only one guy that has like the title I do. You better respect my authority. You know, I don't know how I feel about that. God damn it. How do I remove you from Earth? You can't find the button. <laughs> from Earth? <laughs> this is my home. <laughs> I'm going to go to Mars, Elon. Listen, but Chris does want to talk after you. Just FYI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to tell Robo that that whole ordeal with that space, that reminds me of like this new character I'm, I'm thinking of building. So it's like this guy that is really, really into the movie Matrix, right? And especially, especially the character Neil. And whenever somebody like quote the movie or quote Neil wrong, he goes completely bonkers, right? And I think I am going to call him like a neo-Nazi. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, I was just gonna say, Bruce. Unfortunately, I see Rack FM, and then under that, I see B Bands, co-founder, space host, team member. So B Bands' name is up there more than Bruce, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck you up, Chris. I'm gonna wait 18 years until your little baby can take care of himself, and then I'm gonna go over there. I'm gonna fuck you up. Oh man! Oh, yeah, but you'll have to deal with two of us. You'll have to deal with like an eighty-year-old spry kid who's been working out, like ready to go and ready to defend his dad. And like you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> bro. I've been beating up kids and adults ever since I was born, bro. He's just walking down the street looking for a dad and son couple, and just like what, punching them in the back of the head and running like, away. <laughs> I'm like, what you happy and joyful about? Bruce, wait a minute, Chris. You like literally the minute that there's two of you speaking, you've got such a bad echo, dude. I don't know if you've changed like from the Wi-Fi to the the five G or something, but the echo was insane there. Like, yeah, talking about that, you lot have not had to have the fucking walk of fucking shame that I've had to go through today. I mean. I've had to listen back to Robbo trying to explain to fucking home pleb and them about daft little cunt or something last night. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, Robbo, can you not fucking just shut the fuck up after midnight? Like, that's, that was taught up a lot like home pleb. Yeah, Robbo, you, oh, like, every I think time. got the actual, like, spelling and pronunciation down pat. Like, I think most of the community should be able to mimic daft little cunt at this point, even if they can't get the accent pikey enough. Daff. You daff little cunt. Little. <laughs> little. There's a T. It's not you daff little cunt. there, but there's a T and there's not a second T. You gotta drop the second T. <laughs> Home Flev's got it. Oh, B-Bands, did you hear that last night? Oh my goodness. Oh. oh Home Flev, you might as well teach your kids to say it now, right? So they can nail the accent before they get yeah. Hey, Bruce, my daughter says fuck all. Good fucking job, home plev. I applaud you. 
So you've not been gone in all these other spaces, like with uh, fun and them and like the salon a lot. And like, because there's no like fucking, there's no further culture or anything during the day for me now, right? Everybody's fucked off, you know? So I've been in like jumping in like some of like the Liz Diz spaces and shit like this, the random ones with Harry and that, right? And honest, that is the first fucking thing. Every new space, every fucking new co-host or whoever I meet, the fucking accent is the first thing they bring up. I mean... It doesn't piss me off. It gets me in a little bit, but like, still, like, you know, I'm gonna wait a little while before mentioning your accent. Like, have a bit of decorum, you know. I mean, but your accent is very strong. It's like, um, and like if, you know, Sofia Vergara, she was, she's on this show. She's a Hispanic actress. Shut the fuck. <laughs> and sometimes when she's I love talking, Sophia. I, it's I hard. Love Sophia. It's hard to like understand her, but you know, she's talking English and shit. It's kind of like the same thing. It's very, it's very, it's very strong. It's, 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 it's noticeable. So I think you they can't marry. hide it, and there's nothing wrong with it. There's just oh, yeah. she's lovely. She's lovely. Also, she's married to your man. She's, weird. she's yeah. married to your man, isn't she? Uh, she's married to your, your man. What's he called? The baseball guy, right? I don't know. Guy. I don't care who she's married like, about. We're just talking about how she sounds but, and, and, and stuff yeah. like that. Like, but yeah, you're yeah. you're talking about you're talking about how she sounds when she's speaking English and she's Spanish. I'm fucking English mm-hmm. and I'm speaking English, motherfucker. Yeah, like. but you you have like a <laughs> dialect thing. It's a different dialect. Anyways, what were you gonna say, Homestead? You, you just have to confirm that you're not speaking to a bare knuckled pikey character from a guy Ritchie movie. Because it's the only place you've ever heard quite that lilt of an English accent, I think, you know? And so the fact the fact that I'm a fucking caravan for the fucking caravan got a fucking mail. Uh get in your car- caravan and the fact that I'm a fucking caravan for the fucking caravan got a fucking mail. What the fuck does he want the caravan no. for if the caravan caravan doesn't have any wheels? You daft little cunts. I did I I, I wouldn't have got that. Wow. <laughs> Look at that. Translated to the Queen's English right there. Now, now you've heard it. <laughs> but by the Danish, where by the Danish Howard Stern, did anybody catch Joe last night? Joe said, hey, I even forgot I said that. Like, I, literally, uh, guys, listen, this is Joe's life. He wakes up, right, at like 5.30 or something, got to take care of the kids. He's like, I'm going to DM Robbo first. <laughs> literally, I'm his first point of call every morning. And then I was like, I just time-stamped him like, bro, the Danish Howard Stern, and he's like, shit, I forgot I said that. Bruce, that's what he called you last night. He's like, listen to this cunt, the Danish Howard Stern. Oh, bro, it was amazing. Bro, I'm pretty sure as a young kid, I've seen one or two clips from his from his studio that has excited me upon upon reasonable doubt. Like, really, that, sh- that radio show is crazy. Like, I'm going to say this now. Guys, listen to this. Uh, Joe, like Joe and I are friends, right? But we haven't got like a bromance. But he's in my DMs talking about Bruce, and I'm like, bro, you're getting a bromance on with this guy, aren't you? He's being given Bruce like shit in public, and he's in the DMs like, oh man, get him, get him to do a space with me. <laughs> you want to hear something funny? I was singing about Joe out in the shower today. I have a whole sh- a whole song about Joe and his life. <laughs> oh man, babe hands. How do we? Is that worse than taking the kids in the woods or what? We're blindfolded. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if like the next thing we hear is there's going to be like some kind of shrine that he's singing in front of, and he's turned it from a song to a hymnal. Then we got to worry. Um, but I think we're all right. 
just the best me thing and about the boys going going to Joe Church. The best the best thing about Joe is he's dying of a midlife crisis, so he can just run away to Thailand. <laughs> he's like, fuck, when will my midlife crisis fucking happen? So I can just fucking run he's away. He's in it. He's in it. He's in DeFi. <laughs> He's in Web3. He's, he's, he's already, he's having it. It's happening right now. Like, like literally, he's over 40 years old. He's doing YouTube content, fucking educational videos, right? And he's over 14 years old, 40 years old, and he's wait, in wait, DeFi. And he's still over 40 years old. No, you cannot call them educational with those fucking thumbnails. With those fucking thumbnails. <laughs> Holy fuck, I just died. Hey, so um remember when uh Tank asked me what I uh what I thought about the whole situation with uh Jake and how it was like I just want him to admit that he's uh Edward Scissorhands and he's been in a mansion by himself for a lot of years and nobody taught him manners. And then I'm gonna understand. <laughs> oh that my was, god. That was, that was hilarious. That was terrible. That was no, terrible. No. Do you know what was even better? Was even better when you got the co-host and you went right down mute new motherfuckers and you're just like, oh my god, you're like, send me the co-host power. <laughs> and then you invited Jimmy up, which I knew was gonna end spectacularly, like always. He, he wasn't even being that terrible. But he wasn't being terrible. Was he being terrible? He actually who sent did, me a mess. Who I said I let him up. Who, who did he let... tell to shut up? Was it Joe? Did he tell Joe to shut up? Yeah. He's like, Joe, shut the fuck up. No. It was Jacob. No, he he told Jacob to go rob another oh, truck. Baby. Jacob. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you see, like, okay, so he had really good points, and he actually sent me a message saying that he's attempting, he's been trying to uh, not troll people, but teach them how to troll and trying to be just a little bit nicer. And, and, and see, and we're actually going to do a show together next Friday. We'll see what happens. We'll see if it happens. You and Jimmy. Oh. Yeah. Oh my god, this is gonna be amazing. Yeah, he agreed. Get the reminder in my Is that like a what Oh imagine the smell? I, I, I wanna a... be on that show, please be Vince. We yeah. just the three of you. Just the three of you, like just you, Bruce, and Jimmy, right? Uh, like someone sent me a message, you're like, be really careful talking to Jimmy. I'm like, man, me Shut and Jimmy been in each... <laughs> me and Jimmy been in each other's DMs for like the longest, so <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring some really shiny stones and some mussels for him. Oh, they're like eggs, you know, boiled, hard-boiled eggs. Have you seen uh, uh, otter? The way they can take the shell off. But uh, I tell you what, I love otters. Have by you the seen way. the way I can take a shell off a hard-boiled egg, dude? I'm talking about the otters. Why are you gonna Yo, make I it all? You know what? I'm, he said because that, he... and then I can just imagine because I seen uh, how what he looks like, just taking those giant ass lips and like sucking the egg to the shell right off the egg and spitting the shell, and, like, eating do the you, egg. Do you watch the <laughs> yeah, like sunflower seeds? Do you watch the YouTube shorts of the fella who's got the otters uh, in Japan? So this is like a YouTube. It's fucking got fucking millions of fucking subscribers. Hey, 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 and hey, hey, he, robo, he takes robo, his otters robo. for a wait. The meat, they're amazing. Wait, 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 wait. Can we just talk about how people peel their eggs for a moment? I want to hear this. Oh, uh, wait, um, are we cut? Do we need to cut off the show? It's been like two hours, and it's a recorded. Yeah, this one. is the last thing. Yeah, last thing. Okay. Sorry, Robo, but uh, how do, how do you guys peel your eggs? Robo, go first. Like normal people with me fucking hand. Oh, like... flip, flip. Next, B bands. I take my egg, and I 
very, I tap it on a hard surface a bunch of times. So it creates like cracks all around it. Is that and hard surface then, Andrew's, Andrew's face? And then, Is this like an educational video? And then, oh no, I mean, he's asking. And then I um, try to peel the shell with the like skin stuff kind of with it. So I get the whole egg and not like ripping into the egg itself. Because there's like this like weird skin that's underneath. But the yeah, shell. yeah. And you're using but, your fingers, right? Yes. How what, how do you do? Do you put the whole egg in your mouth and just eat the shell too? Wouldn't surprise me. I can imagine Arnie would do. Put the egg in the mouth. I go uh, hot water and cold water and then I roll the egg and get the shell off. Okay, I'm going to teach you something now. Home player, we can't use this trick because you can use it with fresh eggs. But if it's store bought egg, you can do it. What you do is you crack it just like Chris and B-Band said, right? But then you take a little, what's it called, a little a teaspoon. And then you get it in under the shell, right? And in under under that uh, weird thing that B-Band was calling about, like that um, extra layer between the egg and the shell. And then you just slide your teaspoon all the way around and you just pull out the egg. And you have like one whole shell you just pull the egg out of and you just throw it out. No little pieces, no shitty nothing. Is that your secret sauce? Is that like the, is that the alpha? That, that is, like this is the depth of Bruce, man. You've seen it. There's nothing more. Bro. This is all I can say. Bro, I pay a Thai guy five bar to do mine. Easy street. <laughs> Literally, I just got honestly. I, I'm not gonna do me on fucking eggs. I just go down the road. There's a fucking fella. There's a hard boiled eggs just down the road. Class. That's perfect, man. <laughs> Literally, you can just get out of your door and find what the fuck you want. Are you man? It's amazing. Fellas, I'm lady. So, like, are, is your egg? Hold on. Here. Is it pre? Is it pre peeled? Like you're like, hey, I I need a hard boiled egg. Yes. And make sure you peel it. Yes, okay. correct. And and is also, is it extra you... to get it peeled or it's not? No. Extra? No, okay. there's nuts on offer. And you know something? They even, like, you've got, like, a little bit of tamarind sauce that they've got for you if you want to. Oh, goodness me. A hard-boiled egg and tamarind sauce, I'm telling you. The right wang first. Like, I, it's, it's got to be one of the greatest breakfasts, breakfasts on earth. Like, if you catch that about 10 in the morning when he's just cooked them and the tamarind sauce is, like, still warm, holy moly, man. And I never believe, because tamarind sauce is really sweet, right? Anyone not like, you know what I mean? Tamarind sauce, yeah? Yeah, like that. It's like a bright, brown, like, soury sweet, right? Yep, I've got three uh, three trees in me fucking garden. They're horrible. I hate these fuckers. They're like uh, uh, the worst weed in the world, tamarind. Like, But I'll tell you what, uh, oh, it's amazing. Tamarind shrimp. If anyone's had the real, like, deep south tamarind shrimp or whatever, man, that's some real I saw Chris throwing the emojis up. I know he's had that tamarind shrimp in his life like Chris, right? Oh, hell yeah. That shit is so good. I'll eat that by the handful. I'll, I'll look like a street pleb just stuffing into my mouth. Oh, bro. If you, if you put, I tell you what, if you put the tamarind shrimp on one side of the table and you put like the uh, Penang, the Malaysian Penang duck curry on the other side and a big pot of rice in the middle. Dude, I'm not leaving for a while. Like, staying at your house for at least a day. The first time I had that duck you were talking about, my uh, uh, I was living with like a <clears throat> Guyanese and Indian family for a little bit because I got kicked out of my house because I was bad. But, yo, I've never like 
eating such good food with like and without forks like i sat down and they were like making all the roti and everything and i was just like where's the utensils they're like oh you just grab that and then you grab that just make sure your hands are clean and that was like the first dinner i ever ate with like no utensils bro it's class i'm i'm, I'm game for the no you i like i can sit down and have a full-on meal with no utensils like and especially when that roti is absolutely dripping up all of that sauce man. oh a roti or roti whatever you call it like fuck man i tell you those malaysians I, I, Listen, the 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 there's a rot the rati woman or whatever that I watch on YouTube in Bangkok. Have you ever gotten rati from? I walk I, I walk past on. I'm telling you, I'm working right. Okay, do you want me to get a, a photo? Uh, when do you want? Uh, yes. uh, Monday. Uh, Monday. Okay, Monday. I'll go and get a, like a selfie video with her. Right? Yeah. No problem. I'm glad she you know what I'm talking about. She literally is about uh, from where I'm. Bruce, I've only just started. Bruce knows because he's hosting now Monday and Wednesday. I've only just started a couple of weeks ago. I think this is like the third week. She literally works about 150 to 200 meters along the road. Like, and I have to walk past to get on the underground train. Yeah. She's all over the place. How many people make videos of her, man? I don't know. She has a whole channel and stuff. And then sometimes they're like, the the Rati woman, she's crying. Why is she so sad? She's like, they're going to change where I'm supposed to be, you know, selling my Rati. Please help me. And the people like send money to like help her. And then like, you know they have like this different situations that she's going through she even shows how she makes her roti and like she's literally making it on the floor but people don't bedroom. understand people it's a whole different under- culture oh for sure but people don't understand about the life of a street vendor here and what they have to go through guys if you like have been around the streets and like lived in bangkok long enough like i have night and day being out there whatever right you'll see this like perpetual cycle of the the street traders they are, first of all, the heart and soul of the city because they feed the people like for cheap. They can't afford to go to the restaurants and blah, blah, blah. Like there's clean, like people didn't like, see these big skyscrapers and they think, oh, you know, money and rich and blah, blah. Yeah, but they have like cleaners and janitors and all these like people who work for like uh, 15,000, this is guys, uh, sorry, 15, 9,000 baht, right? So like 330 USD or whatever. It's like the minimum wage here, yeah. The minimum wage here in Thailand, I believe, if I'm right, I think this 300 baht a day, which works out roughly at about 9,000 baht a month, right? These people need aid somewhere. And their choice is either go to 7-Eleven, which is fucking shit, or go to these street vendors that, like, they'll, they'll prepare, like, babe, I'm just saying, they'll prepare everything at home. If, if they're doing chicken fried rice, they're growing their own chickens. They're getting up at 5, 4 a.m., killing them, right? That they're, they're bringing the chicken to be able to do the chicken fried rice to sell it. But they have to, where their plot is, where they've been for years, where they're well known, you know, famous 20 years or whatever, 25 years, yeah, the parents have been there, et cetera, et cetera. They have to like go and get their cart where it's been stashed because these carts get stashed all over the street. You wouldn't believe like what Bangkok's like and how they do it, but it works. And nobody steals anything either. And they'll push their cart back to their thing every fucking morning. They'll clean down all the car, they'll set up for the day and bang, they'll work and all day till they run out. Then they go through all the trouble of cleaning the entire car down. Like they're all really fucking clean. Like if you watch these ties, the way that they wash up like the street people, the way that they clean their shit and like do it all, put the cover over and everything, right? They really take care like, of, like, of it because they're feeding people, they're feeding themselves. And then they put it away for the night and then they'll go home exhausted, having made like, you know, I mean, if they're making 600 baht a day, they're making like, you know, double the minimum wage. But it's it's such a tough, 
tough existence and life, and yet so many people prefer to do it here. First of all, because they haven't had any previous opportunities. They come from a poor background. The social issues. There are so many reasons. The black economy. Uh, none of these uh, street vendors here like pay like uh, taxes or anything. The amount of uh, people that pay taxes is actually quite low compared to the population. They're self-sufficient. Like I say, that they're selling stuff that they're grown or that they're breeding themselves. You heard Baybans talking about the Rotty Woman. Rotties are like a really easy, well, not easy, but it's a very quite, you know, product. Anything like to do with pastry and stuff is generally the turnover from what you spend, invest to what you produce is generally quite high. That's why you see all the bakeries and stuff everywhere. But these people are the lifeblood of the entire economy of Bangkok. Bearing in mind, there's like around 12 million people within the city on any given day and up to 20 with the people that commute into the city on a regular daily basis. So like, yeah, yeah. Robo, I'm gonna I'm gonna end this space very soon because I'm getting super duper rocked. Ciao Bye. guys. Bye. I I had fun tonight, B Bands. Thank you so much for tonight for leading that. That was amazing performance. We we are in your debt, yeah. Yeah, it was a blast. I had fun. Absolutely. See you, B Bands. Can we get Finn to cut the space then? Yeah. Can of we get course, Finn to cut yeah. it? Yeah. yeah I think Finn will do his wonderful, wonderful cutting job as editing editing job as he usually do. So perfect. No and thank you for coming up, Robo. Um, it's all mate. I'm free after what happened yesterday. I'm so hyper. Uh, I have to say that like getting signed off for that. There's there's been a little bit of an issue today with like what happened with the print, but that's my problem. Like I'm I'm just so happy to have got like essentially two the culmination of two months of like talks, negotiations, and then contract signing and fucking holidays. And I'm just glad to have like shipped anywhere, Brucey. You say goodbye to Chris. I'm going to drop down. Take care, everyone. Great interview tonight. If you're just joining us, go back and listen. Reach Metaverse. We're incredibly good. And yeah, if not, catch it on Spotify and Finn will cut the interview out. Right. Take care. Thanks, Bruce. Cheers, Chris. Thank you, Rubble. Yeah. Thank you, Homeflip. Thank you, Chris, for coming up. And thank you, everybody who has been listening today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Anybody got some last words before we end it down? End it down? Close it down? I just want to say it's good talking to you all and everyone have a good day. Be productive. Do one thing productive. Absolutely. Some people don't wash their ash every day, man. You should do that. That's productive, I guess. Anyway, this was Rag FM, the Metaverse Reach Around, hosted by Bruce Man. Co-hosted by Robo and our Queen B-Bands. Finn, thank you for editing. You're a gold child. See ya, everybody. There's this principle in, like, Taoism. There's this principle in, like, Taoism where it's, like, the more you fight something, the more, like, the opposite of what you want, like, just inevitably it kind of starts to happen. There's this principle in like Dawa Dawa
Taoism, where it's like the more you fight something, the more like the opposite of what you want, inevitably it kind of starts to happen. Chirping on the bird app, listening to nerds laugh, wondering why the fuck my timeline's so cursed. It's like everybody's holding heavy bags in Web3. That's why they can't fly, they just drowning in the bird bath, fishing for some dry powder. Watch how we ignite the tower, blowing up their bank accounts, forgetting how to fight the power. Y'all don't even realize how deep this shit goes. They preaching open sauce, but don't listen to the code, and now it's mutiny community. Uprise, there's no more humility, futility, plus size Motherfuckers leaking from the wrench down to the bare metal Which side the line you bleeding out on when the dust settles Motherfucking west side shit, needle and noose Sticking with my armory, yam, beta and bruise Repping psychedelic artistry, believing the truth Like these motherfuckers even need a reason to sue? GM fam Is it really worth all the effort? Is it really worth all the fighting? Is it really worth all the drama? They started using Zoom, now we finna zoom out Teaching all these plebidites what this game's really all about Little baby bitches when they choose to have fits All you're left with is kibble when you lose all them bits And that kibble's just sawdust, this shit is all rust Not a great look, you're what we call all nuts And I for one did not see that coming Cracking open books, yo, that's a lot of money Meanwhile over here rewiring features More critical thinking, huh? Less knee-jerk, more evolution, less shitcoin preachers Pretending to be teachers, y'all just predatory leeches I mean, please, just look at the track record A bunch of VC rap fucks sucking up the cheddar The recipe is two steps, rinse and repeat Now we all in your butts, and we bring in receipts GM fam, have a seat If you're listening to this, my, my plea to you would be like don't have, don't, don't have to take a side on it Just say like, is it really, is it really worth this war of attrition? It might cost us a lot more than what can be gained by like fighting this to the bitter end. And sometimes it's better to just like move on. Ten spaces.